Hey everyone, before we get started with the show, I want to wish everyone a happy Canada Day. And while today is Canada, I think that one thing 2020 and 2021 has taught us is that sometimes we need to reflect on things. Canada is currently in a moment of reflection. And while I can personally attest to the fact that Canada gave me everything I have that can't be said for everyone, that's why we at Band Sports and Entertainment want to share some info on the Indian Residential School Survivors Society. Yeah, I mean, in the last couple of weeks, we've seen over a thousand uh, Indigenous children in unmarked graves come up uh, at residential schools. In the last couple of weeks, at only five different schools. It's really, really terrible, terrible stuff. Um, so yeah, we just wanted to pass this information along. So that's the Indian Res- Residential School Survivors Society. You can uh, you can get at them at irsss.ca, and they are also reachable by phone one 721 So without further ado, let's get to the show. Welcome to BAM Sports Entertainment Weekly, or BAM Weekly. We need to figure this out. We're your hosts, I'm Boris, and as always, I am joined by Matt. Bonjour, Boris and Matt, BAM Weekly, we're here. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in. It's the uh, it's the first episode, it's a, it's a special, Boris. It's a, it's a, perhaps it will become a yearly tradition, but uh, it, yeah. It was going to be a Canada Day tradition. Canada Day might not last as long as this tradition will, unfortunately. But hey, say la vie. Uh, but yeah, everyone, thank you for listening. This is a new show. We've been talking about this for a little bit of time. So, you know, I think before we get to what we are doing today, let's talk about BAM Sports Entertainment, BAM weekly uh so basically this show is going to be your smorgasbord of wrestling reviews everyone talks about wwe everyone talks about aw we're going to give love to the other guys so we are going to be chatting about what we've watched and typically that's going to include nwa roh new japan indies etc 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 with a little sprinkle of impact so that's why i call it the smorgasbord of review shows and we're going to try to give you you know at least get you in the know of what's going on we're going to talk about matches that you should watch and you know that we're a huge fan of lists so you're going to be getting our pop of the week our rant of the week and other cool stuff on this show yeah we're going to be playing around with some things maybe uh you know trying some various uh various lists like you said maybe like mvps of the month or such things like that also uh Sometimes we won't even talk wrestling. Very rarely we'll branch out and talk some movies, talk some sports, maybe give you like a preview of an upcoming season or the Super Bowl or something like that. When when big things are happening, when the Blue Jays inevitably make the World Series. Yep, exactly. But if you're coming from Sunday night's main event, you're going to be getting all of the wrestling shows on the SNME radio feed. If you're coming from the It's Canon podcast feed, you're going to get everything. But you should go out and visit bamsportsentertainment.com because that's where you're going to be able to get everything. 
anything from us, whether it be wrestling, whether it be Madden talk, whether it be football talk, whether it be soccer talk, whether it be, I don't know, NBA Finals talk. Doesn't matter. That's where you're going to be getting everything. That's BAM, sportsentertainment.com. Yeah, and we're going to, all of our individual projects, I feel like we'll be posting uh, some big ones there too. And yeah, just, you know, having fun, making some content. And uh, thank you for joining us uh, along the, the way. Exactly. So I think with all the business aside, we are going to get to what today is all about. And that is, it is July 1st, and it being the midpoint of the year, the middle of the year, I think it's time we have a retrospective of sorts. And as I mentioned earlier, we love lists. So Matt decided to rank the top 100 matches of 2021 so far. So far, yeah. So you see this uh, gimmick a lot at the end of the year, but I figured it'd be interesting to try it at the halfway point and maybe try it again around New Year's Eve and see where we've come, see what stays. Maybe uh, maybe we'll get a good argument for moving something up or perhaps down off the list entirely. Uh, there are a couple matches we've missed. Obviously, we can't watch everything, but I do think, uh, you know, we, we did a good job here of compiling a top 100. I sure hope so. Um, <laughs> and the reason why I say this, because this is Matt's list, uh, you know, so I haven't seen the list. Your my reaction is going to be as natural as your reaction. Um, so I'm, I'm super excited to see this. If you listen to our Royal Rumble show, you know that things can get a little nutty. Um, you know, we just got a beer delivery from the great Jason Agnew. And that is also some great, Great Lakes Brewery beer. Um, so I'm excited to open those up. They're just in the freezer. So yeah. we're going to have to take a break in a, in a little bit. And, uh, you know, yeah, I feel you, Boris. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so here's the, the format is going to be pretty straightforward. We're just going to start at number 100 count down. We're going to give you a quick little sentence or two about the match, maybe about like the, the combatants in it, kind of where they're at, where they were going and, uh, what makes these matches great because every match on this list is at least four stars. As they say, it is four out of five. It is a great match by our definition here at BAM Sports and Entertainment. So what's really important is that you understand how we rank matches. You know, we rank matches probably probably a little different than some people. We just don't rank the match itself. We rank the entire um, the entire show. Uh, you know, if you've listened to us on NXT Talk, you know that when we give our rating de jour, uh, typically we talk about the three pillars. So there's obviously the in-ring stuff. We also talk about the commentators uh, because, you know, who better put over a match than commentators? And the last pillar is the overall production. Um, you know, a, a match can be fantastic, but if the camera misses half the spots, then me watching on TV, where well, I'm not going to enjoy it as much. So when we rank matches, we typically look at the three pillars. That is in-ring commentary and overall production yeah it's 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 theater right and we're looking at the entire the theatrical presentation in front of us and i feel like some people when they rate matches they just rate the bell to bell action straight up as though they're uh rating like a gymnastics performance and just the uh, the, the 
athletic achievements that are being performed in front of them. And that's fine. That's not wrong. That's just not really the way we look at it. We try to look at everything. The commentary matters. If there's a promo before or after, that matters. Like you said, the three pillars we always talk about, all of this matters. And the the overall story of the match, that matters a lot too. So yeah, so there are certain matches here that we might rank higher than most. There are certain matches here that we might rank lower than some. And we, we stick to also a straight... A strict, hardcore, five-star or five-blank scale. No match could exceed five. That is the maximum. It is 100%. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah. So, I'm super excited for this. um, And hopefully, you know... We uh, we don't bore you too much. We're going to try to s- go a little fast, especially with the bottom of the list. Um, and then, you know, as we come closer to number one, we're going to probably discuss the matches a little more. Yeah. Unless I am absolutely disgusted with match choices. Yeah. And I'm going to call them out. And, uh, you know, there might be a Craigslist listing for a new host. <laughs> How dare you? But yeah, so the, the Royal Rumble list was in a way easier to do than this. Because there was some bad stuff. There was some mediocre. There was some average. And it was fun to like poke fun at some of the worst. It, we got, it was easy to talk about the boogeyman spitting up worms into Jillian Hall's mouth. Like that's the craziest, most disgusting shit, right? Yep. So it's, it's going to be a little harder to only talk about the good stuff. But it's also a third of the length of the previous or, or like a half the length, I guess, of the previous list. So it'll be all right. You, you, you do math good. I, I'm at boy, boy card read good. <laughs> All right. So without further ado, let us get into the list. So this is the top 100 of 2021 so far. All right, let's do it. Let's start with a match that happened less than 24 hours ago. Boris, number 100, the colossal Bronson Reed versus Isaiah Swerve Scott for the NXT North American title. And let me state off the top right here. Every match from number 100 let me scroll down to see the mark Mar- oh my god i didn't even mean to do this but every match from number 100 to number 69 is four stars 80 percent, or an a minus depending on how you want to look at it noise 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 all right so yes number 100 it was the coronation of hit row the coronation of isaiah swerve scott as the new north american champion last night two nights ago as you're hearing this on nxt tv I like this choice. Um, you know, as we talked about on NXT Talk, this match saved a mediocre show. Um, and it was fantastic. Like, Isaiah Swerve Scott, I've been saying it, that he's been the MVP for so long. Yeah. Um, and, and last night really proved it. And seeing the fan reaction towards Hit Row and Isaiah Swerve Scott winning this belt has been awesome. I'm so happy for Hit Row. I'm so happy for Swerve Scott. I'm, I'm, I'm really digging this group. And I'm really digging the work that they're doing. And and not to take anything away from Bronson Reed. I think we know where he's heading. Good luck to him. But, uh, you know, I, I'm just super happy. And this was a fantastic match. Especially the ending sequence. Especially when Top Dala just, like, plowed through the oh, barricade. And then you with had... reckless abandon. Just yeah. absolutely, like, two sheets to the wind. Yep. 
and then you had uh, uh, you know Ashanti the Adonis kind of like cry for his brother <laughs> and they get tossed on top of him like it was so well done and yeah this deserves to be on the top 100 yes and we will see both of these guys again on this list uh, speaking of people that we will see again on this list another match from NXT number 99 it's a six man tag Kushida and MSK MS Kushida versus Legado del Fantasma this was from the November 27th episode of NXT four stars yep so I remember this match really well and it, this was a, a lot of fun um I'm just a huge fan of MSK and Kushida, MS Kushida. And obviously, I might be the biggest Santos Escobar mark out there. You're the one on record saying Santos is better than Andrade El Idolo, which I think is batshit insane. Santos is great, but Andrade is one of the best in the world. But, you know, hey, you stand who you stand, buddy. Exactly. Santos. So how's uh, Leon Ruff doing? <laughs> You will see Leon Ruff on this list. Don't you worry. All right. Speaking of NXT, we're sticking with it. Number 98 for the NXT North American title. NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver Night 2. Bronson Reed versus Johnny Gargano. Yeah, this match was fantastic. Johnny TakeOver. What more can we say? Exactly. Johnny TakeOver. And this was the one that uh, Johnny TakeOver won. Right? Early WrestleMania weekend? Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, All right. So here we go, number 97, breaking away. We're going to AEW Double or Nothing for the women's title. Dr. Britt Baker DMD's coronation when she wins the title over Hikaru Shida. It's a bit of a sloppy match. It was it was not clean, but you know what? I really enjoyed it. It felt like a fight, and it was a really nice moment and a baby face reaction for one of the best characters in wrestling, Dr. Britt Baker. Yeah, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. She has just been the MVP of AEW and like AEW in general, you know, not just the women's division and the entire company. Um, it's been some of the best character work and it's amazing to think of how much she's grown. Cause I remember when AEW started, uh, there was a lot of flack yeah. on her and her performances and her acting and her in ring. And now she is like maybe the top, like, for sure the top woman, but she's one of the top people in the company, period. That's such a good call because I don't like Kenny Omega's promos. Obviously, he's a 10 out of 10 in-ring wrestler, but I don't like his promos. Britt Baker is an incredible in-ring wrestler, but she cuts incredible promos, too. She's a great and entertaining character. So so my takeaway from that is that you think Britt Baker is better than Kenny Omega. <laughs> Hot takes here at BAM Sports and Entertainment. No, but I think there's a real case to be made that she is the MVP of the entire company. That's a great call. Yeah. All right. All right. Moving on to number 96. We have a back-to-back -back New Japan pack here. Number 96 and number 95. So we're going to start with 96 from the New Japan Cup round one. Minoru Suzuki versus Tomoaki Hanma. This is a match where two old men beat the shit out of each other, Boris. Yes. I Love me some Suzuki. Love me some Hanma, too. Hanma's a little bit of a shell of his former self. He has slowed down. Suzuki has shown no signs of slowing well, down. Oh, remember, Hanma got that nasty yes. neck injury. Yes, of course. No fault to Hanma's. He had, he's come back from a serious, severe neck injury. Yes. Yeah. Um, but there's nothing more. And this is what I love about New Japan. It's the way that they respect some of the older wrestlers. They just let them go. And these older guys, just they just want to kick each other's ass and kill each other. And they succeed. Yeah. And this one was like, you know, just, just two old guys like with old man strength trying yeah. to kill each other. Yeah. Just a mean guy, old guy match. A real hoss battle. A real, yeah, a real weathered old hoss battle for sure. Uh, number 95. 
uh, from New Japan Strong. Best match in New Japan Strong history, probably. That's John Moxley versus Kenta for the IWGP United States Championship. Interesting, because I know a lot of people did not like this match. Yeah, and you know what? I think I think the problem was expectations were too high. I, I watched it, and I was like, huh. And I actually rewatched it for this list because I had it penciled in, and I remember thinking, you know, I don't know if it's that good. And I went back, and I was like, okay, it's definitely great, but it's not like didn't blow my socks off but i definitely left thinking on the rewatch this is an underrated match it was a very good pro wrestling display for sure there's a there's a great story to this match right absolutely and that that's why i would accept this spot in this list um and yeah it's just like you know it's 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 it was what it was i thought it was good like i said well it's here so number 95 john moxley versus kenta for the iwgp united states title now we're going to go to a back-to-back tag team match pack here. This is number 94 from only a couple weeks ago on NXT TV. Oni Lorcan and Pete Dunne versus The Way, Austin Theory and Johnny Gargano. Remember this match? Oh, yeah. This was a tight little tag team match. It went like 11 minutes, but it was just so much fun the entire time. And Gargano wins with a beautiful uh, one final beat DDT onto Oni. Great stuff. I love this match because, again, you know, uh, the way that The Way's been being portrayed as this goofball comedy team um you know and and the push that they're really giving Dunn and Lorcan and yeah Lorcan was the one who ate the pin but the fact that you know Gar- the way won um and the way the way won yes it was just it was great and you know it was really the beginning of of this new Johnny wrestling that we're getting again yeah the renewed Johnny wrestling and I hope and I actually think it's going to end with him being the one to beat Karrion Cross at a takeover and we see Johnny takeover return it's really looking like it it really is uh another tag team match this is one we're gonna have to talk about my uh, my perhaps underrating of the Young Bucks because I think the Young Bucks performed kind of badly on this list here scrolling through it again but number 93 we have chris jericho and mjf versus the young bucks that is from aew revolution four stars yep i agree i like this match um you know i think this match had a lot of other stories that were being told um you know especially with the young bucks and omega and the good brothers and you had the whole inner circle kind of blowing up stuff like we knew they were going to blow up um so there was a lot of stuff going on in this match but what i really liked about this match is it kind of put everything to the side and it was focused on young bucks versus inner circle yep just straight up and they delivered in the ring it was good um yeah, so the there's a Young Bucks Eddie Kingston John Moxley match that was very polarizing, very divisive. I saw some people say it was one of the greatest tag team matches they've ever seen, and I saw some people say it was uh, self indulgent and boring. And I was one of the people who said the latter. I did not like that match. It will not appear on this list. Is that the one from Double or Nothing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So so I'm I'm a little cool on the Young Bucks this year. I think I, something about them. It's not not landing with me. Although I have been liking Nick's uh, promo work over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, moving on. This one was a tough one to rate, if you remember this. Uh, number 92, Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns with Edge as the special enforcer, WWE Fastlane for the WWE title. Uh, this was the match where Daniel Bryan had the world title won. Edge kind of cost him the title uh, because he wanted to be the one to beat Roman setting up the WrestleMania main event. Yep, I really enjoyed this match. I thought that this match was, uh, again, kind of polarizing because it's WWE, but... 
you know, Dan O'Brien, fantastic performer. Say what you want about Roman Reigns, one of the best performers of this era. And, um, you know, they had a fantastic match, a lot of storytelling. You sprinkle in Edge as the enforcer. And, you know, it was the ultimate setup to what became the WrestleMania main event. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I thought these guys delivered. I think you can, your mileage may vary on the ending. For sure. Yes. Yeah, but ending aside, and you know, and I, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say ending aside because that's part of the pillar that we talk yes. about. But, you know, ending included, it sets up the main event of WrestleMania. Absolutely. So so they, they achieved what they set out to do at the very least. Yes. Um, all right. So uh, number 91 and 90, these are back-to-back Kushida versus Santos matches. We're going number 91 for the Cruiserweight title April 13th when Kushida wins the gold. And number 90, May 11th, Kushida versus Santos Escobar, two out of three falls. Boris yeah. is shaking his head. Yeah. You know why I'm shaking my head. Yeah. Too low. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, you know, here's the thing. Uh, it's a TV match. It was limited in time. That's the there point. were commercials, you know, and, and when we take that into consideration, again, part of the pillar, the production, yep. if a commercial runs right in through the middle of the match, we're not going to enjoy it as much. It just hurts it. It just has to, right? It just kind of does. And it's just, uh, it's, a, you know, it's a fact of life. It's just the way it is. But that's why pay-per-view matches are often better. Exactly. Um, but, you know, I'm a, I, um, again, you know, me and Santos were homeboys, yeah. so like, you know. You you both run the bingo. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was number 90. So number 89, this is one that, again, people might think I've underrated. I think this, I, I think it's pretty well slated. It was a very good but basic match. It was a perfect, perfect pre-show match. We're going Riho versus Serena Deeb, AEW double or nothing buy-in. That's four stars. This was my favorite match that night. Interesting. Yeah. I, uh, as you'll see, I have one match possibly higher than anyone else, but I, I, I'm prepared to defend it. Yeah, I'm, you know, Serena Deeb is, I, I'm still shocked she isn't the women's champion, NWA women's, NWA women's champion, um, but uh, it is what it is, but I just love the work that she's been doing. Riho, you know, she doesn't get the respect she deserves. A lot of people, you know, say what you want about her. She's an excellent in-ring performer. You know, you move across the world and try to wrestle, you know, and, and introduce a new audience to your style of wrestling. Exactly. And be the first one to hold the women's title. And with all those expectations, while people are saying, oh, the women's division sucks. Like that basically saying that you're bad. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, no. Yep. So, yeah. So, you know what? Uh, hats off to Rio and Serena Deeb among the best wrestlers in the business, male, female, no matter what. Uh, number 88, we're going to the New Japan Cup, Elite 8, David Finley with the big, biggest win of his career over Switchblade Jay White. This match still surprises me, but it was so well done. Um, you know, Jay White, I remember when 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 Switchblade uh, was introduced against uh, Tanahashi, and I just thought, oh my god, what what's this guy doing? And then he quickly turned into the man. Right. Like yeah. it's it's insane how good he is. And, you know, David Finley, he, he just doesn't get the respect he deserves. He doesn't get he kind of like gets overlooked a lot. Um, you know, the work that he's been doing in Finn Juice has been fantastic. But, um, you know, I think that uh, these two have obvious chemistry. Um, they've been wrestling each other for so many years, too. Um, but and, 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 and I foresee that in years to come, we're going to be seeing this matchup more. And more this yeah this feels a little bit like mjf jungle boy or mjf sammy guevara like a little a little seed planted for years and years of feuding and i'm for it two european boys going all out oh wait jay, jay white's from new zealand he's not european my bad 
<laughs> Sorry. I thought for, for some reason I thought Jay White was Irish just now. That's wrong. He's from New Zealand. Thank you for listening to our podcast. <laughs> leave that in. No, leave that in. Warts and all, Boris. All right. So here we go. Um, that was a geography error, not a... Anyway. Uh, so, okay. So we're going into a big pack here. This is a pack of 11 consecutive wwe matches so we're gonna go we're gonna run through this pack boris get your thoughts and then maybe it's time to crack a beer after this one so we're gonna start with number 87 number Sidney crosby uh it's got to be the most recent match in this pack uh aj styles versus drew mcintyre versus matt riddle mitb last chance match great match too damn long this match was 27 minutes it's a problem with Monday Night Raw these days. They they let the matches breathe too much sometimes because they have to kill time on this show. But still an incredible, great match. What did you think of this one? I really like this one a lot. This one was a lot of fun. Um, I was shocked at the time the match started. I'm like, is this the main event? Is this the main event? What's going to happen in the main event? Like, no. what's gonna, how's the show going to end? But no, they let them go. And there was a lot of storytelling. It was, But here's the thing. It was your typical WWE triple threat match. Um you know, and and including the trope of someone being injured, being yeah. escorted away, and coming back, but it was still a great match. Just great, just great stuff. Like, look at those names: AJ Styles, Drew McIntyre, Matt Riddle. Not gonna, not gonna have a bad one. Yep. Um. So this was this was an example of a little bit of an underrated match. Way more concise, way more to the point than the previous. Matt Riddle versus Xavier Woods from the May twenty fourth Raw. Four stars. Wow. This match was so good. Oh, love Xavier Woods as a wrestler. We've said this before on the podcast. It seems like Xavier Woods might be one of the best at putting together matches in the world because every time he has a big match, you see two or three moves that you've never seen. You see a couple things in different ways. You see a good sell. You see like a crazy bump. Xavier, it just happens to be that Xavier has unique and cool shit happening all the time in his matches. I wonder why. That's exactly it. I think people right? overlook this. I, yeah. I think, like, if 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 you're constantly being praised for new, innovative stuff, if you're constantly being praised for good match layout, if you're constantly being praised for good in-ring, there's a reason for it's this. It's the opposite of, like, if you keep meeting assholes every day, then you're the asshole. It's the opposite of that. If you keep having amazing matches with everyone, it's probably you're the common denominator there. Yep. And, and, and you know, you add to the fact that him and Riddle have obvious chemistry oh, yeah. and this match was a lot of fun a lot of fun a lot of fun another match coming up that uh, i feel like it was underrated at large the million dollar ladder match from nxt takeover in your house to cameron grimes versus la knight for the million dollar title 100 this match was underrated i know even like agnew didn't like it a lot of people didn't like it and that's fine um to each your own but this match i think was great like here's the thing a ladder match is hard now yes people after, you know, the, the tag team triple threat ladder matches of the early 2000s, I think we've seen it all. Oh, man. Yeah, absolutely. TLC 2 to this day is mind-blowing. If you go back and watch that, I bet you'll scream at your TV once. Yeah, and, and, and you know, it's just like what, could, what new and innovative, innovative stuff that you, can you do without killing yourself? It's true. It's true. And these guys had a good hard-fought match and what i appreciate in a ladder match in any match but in a ladder match especially is when it doesn't feel like a choreographed stunt fest it feels like an actual fight with weird rules <laughs> yep because for those of you who are new at listening to us you know the number one thing that we're gonna always talk about that annoys at least me and that is the the choreography of a match when you're literally waiting looking behind your back waiting for the next spot 
I'm not a huge fan of that stuff. Sitting around and waiting for the next move is something that Boris always pinpoints and yeah, dislikes strongly. And I, I dislike it too. So it's the whole point of wrestling is that it's a magic trick. You're trying to avoid that exact thing. Yep. All right. So another match that has become incredibly hard to do, but hats off to uh, these ladies for pulling it off. It's a Hell in a Cell match for the SmackDown women's title. WWE Hell in a Cell, Bianca Belair versus Bailey. I thought they really worked hard to produce a unique match with some really awesome, unique spots. Bailey is the female Xavier Woods. Wow. Wow. You yeah. know what? I might be on an island on this one, but four stars. I I, res- I respect this match a lot, and I'm... I'm I- I'm shocked that it's on this list, but then that I'm now that I'm thinking about it more, I'm not. Um, yeah, Bailey has been probably the MVP of SmackDown for the past year and a half. Definitely the most reliable wrestler because Roman Reigns only wrestles in big uh, pay-per-view matches at this point. So yeah. she's like she's like the MVP of the TV show. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah. I like it. Cool. Another match, Boris, that has become overplayed and is hard to do. Elimination Chamber 2021. That is Cesaro versus Daniel Bryan versus Main Event Jey Uso versus Kevin Owens versus your boy, King Corbin versus Sami Zayn. Yeah, this match was awesome. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with this match. Um, and, And you know what? I know a lot of people are probably calling us WWE marks right now, but, you know, creative aside, WWE has amazing matches. I mean, these are low on the list, but like, but still, yeah, but they, they're still great matches and I'll stand by that. I, I actually honestly think so. I'll, I'll say it to your face. I'm saying it to yours right now, Boris. Yep. All right. So from the underrated WrestleMania 37, excuse me, number 82, Matt Riddle versus Sheamus hard hitting affair. This was an awesome match where two bulls beat the piss out of each other. The, the ending alone, uh, you know would put this match on the list. I, I've never seen such an innovative oh. way of ending a match. Disgusting. That's up there with the Shelton Benjamin, Shawn Michaels yes. ending. Great call. Very reminiscent. It was a, a flipping. It was the the floating bro, or is it a moonsault? Uh, it was just yeah, something. Exactly. Matt Riddle flips, throwing caution to the wind, and, and just eats a disgusting bro kick for the one, yep. two, three. Um, so that was number 82. Number 81, another battle of two baby bulls. This time, NXT, New Year's Evil, Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly for the NXT men's heavyweight title. This match was great. This match was fantastic. Um, this is, is this number two? Uh, you no, know, this is one, I believe. This is the one that ended kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, so this is the one that put Kyle O'Reilly as a legitimate superstar. Yeah. Like, it took him out of Adam Cole's shadow. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Yes, I like yes. it. Awesome. Uh, number 80, NXT women's title. Stand and deliver main event, night one. Io Shirai versus Raquel Gonzalez. Raquel on the map. Dear sweet Io loses her her belt. Yeah, 100%. You know, I'm the first person that said that I wasn't sold on Raquel Gonzalez when she debuted to help Dakota Kai uh, back in February of last year, 2020. But she has been not only the most improved, but one of the pillars yep. of not just the women's division, of all of NXT right now. I think if you're doing your uh, half-year wrestling observer ballot, I think Raquel Gonzalez or probably Wesley from MSK are one in one for most improved. And it's probably got to be Raquel at this moment. Yeah, 100%. Um, and, and uh, you know, the other thing that, about this match that I wanted to point out is the fact that Stand and Deliver... Night one might have been the best wrestling show of the year. And mm-hmm. the fact that this main evented after Ciampa and Walter. 
Yeah, true. And, you know? uh, which you will see much later I'm in sure. this list. I'm much sure. later. But you know what? You know where I'm going. Like yes. it's the fact that this match still, still stood, still stood up. and delivered. <laughs> God, Boris, by God. All right, we're going to a mini two-match uh, two NXT UK pack in the middle of this WWE pack. So, number 79, Noam Dar versus Tyler Bate, Heritage Cup rules match. Number 78, Noam Dar versus your boy, Ilya Dragunov. Those are both from NXT UK. Okay, the Heritage Cup match. That was from NXT UK TakeOver Prelude. Yep. That match was great. I love the Heritage Cup. Same. I love the pure rules matches. Like, I love... The little those... twist. The little sportish twist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that prelude match was so freaking good. Like, it just... It, it, they, they just got it right. And, you know, Noam Dar is such an underrated performer. I love Noam Dar's promos. He's such a sleazebag, shitbag heel. So entertaining. And he's a like, great wrestler, too. He was one of the few from 205 Live yeah. that showed up on Raw that got over. The yes, it was because story. of Alicia Fox. Well, but... No, I, I think he got Alicia over. Yeah, well, regardless, yeah. the point is, he was in the era of 205 being on the main shows. He was one of the few who legitimately got over 100 percent, 100 percent. uh all right next up number 77 uh number ray bork we're gonna go this is the final match in the wwe pack we're going back to the highly underrated wrestlemania 37 for cesaro versus seth rollins banger banger yeah yeah here's the thing these guys have wrestled how many times oh throughout their career uh, at least a dozen two dozen maybe exactly and 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 I've seen I've seen probably a ha uh, a handful of these. Yeah. And you know this one was, you know, maybe even my favorite of the ones I've seen. Yeah, this was a great match, worthy of the Seth Rollins always delivers at WrestleMania tag. Uh, although the Triple H match might uh, you might have an argument. Yes. All right. So that was the end of the WWE pack. We're now going into a quick uh, three match new japan cup pack so number 76 now gabriel kid versus zach saber jr uh from new japan cup night one or sorry night three round one uh then we're going to the new japan cup sweet 16 kenta versus your boy minoru suzuki that was number 75 and number 74 kenta versus shingo Takagi. Uh, that is in the Elite Eight. So again, that's 76, Gabriel Kidd versus Zack Sabre Jr. from round one of the New Japan Cup. 75, Kenta versus Minoru Suzuki from the Sweet 16. And 74, Kenta versus Shingo from Elite Eight. All right, number 75, I thought would be higher. Really? Suzuki Kenta? Yeah. I, yeah. I figured, yeah, I put it, I, that's where I, I you know, okay. I, it, was a, it was a Kenta match, in my opinion. But maybe maybe I underrated it, Boris. No, it just, I, show. that's just me. That's just me. That's yeah. just me. That's right. just me. That's no. just my opinion. <laughs> and probably everyone listening to this. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, people love Suzuki. Suzuki rules. Maybe I did underrate this one. Look, when I started really following uh, Japanese wrestling, it was when Suzuki was in his, like, banished to Noah. So, oh, like, yeah. you know, I just loved everything that suzuki Gun was doing at that point uh, so when they returned to new japan i was just like yes and then you had that match with okada as soon as he returned back like right after the omega match like right. it was just oh so good so like you know for me any suzuki match is super high 
One, I, I respect that entirely, my friend. How can how could I not? Uh, Suzuki would beat the shit you out can, of you me. Can, you can very easily not <laughs> respect that. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. Uh, but okay, so here we go. Number seventy three. We're going to AEW Dynamite for this one. Lance Archer versus Ray Phoenix. Bigman versus Littleman. Do you remember this match? Uh, yeah, the first of many times Lance Archer doesn't uh, sell for. Ray Phoenix. Yeah, it really seemed like he. There was. I remember. I think it was a tag team match. Maybe it was a multi man match. The week him before. and Moxley. Yeah, versus. I, I forget exactly who the combination was, but he didn't sell a thing yeah. for Ray Phoenix. Not a thing, and he didn't really sell too much in this one either. That hurt this match greatly because it could have been way higher. But I, I do remember this match really well. Um, I, I, I watched it with you, and uh, yeah. This match was super good. Um, you know, Ray Phoenix is is you know probably top five male wrestlers for me. I would say it's him and Bandito, and it's definitely him. But Bandito is only a shade lower in terms of best luchador alive right now. Santos Escobar. Ah, oh, sorry, you looked at me like you wanted to slap me in the face. All right, so Santos <laughs> won clearly. Uh, then Ray Phoenix. No, I, I would it. say yeah, I would say Phoenix is the best luchador. <laughs> your face was like, <laughs> did I just tell your mother to f off? Got <laughs> oh, me shook. All right, so that was number 73. Uh, coming at you, uh, number 72 from my favorite show of the year. I'm not necessarily sure it was the best, but it's my favorite. Uh, Hangman Adam Page versus The Machine Brian Cage, AEW Double or Nothing. Four stars. Right. Right. I liked their Dynamite match more. Interesting. I liked the pay-per-view match more, and it was pretty much solely because of the crowd. Mm. They had them going. Yeah. Yeah, the crowd, the crowd, you know, you, you, like, and, and it, it did for me too, but you, like, you really loved I, the crowd it being was, back. It was just like, it was just, like, yeah, it was food for my soul, you know what I mean? That's why I love professional wrestling so much, is the crazy audience participation, you know, and... Yeah, that's why you love NXT UK. Like when the crowd is there. exactly. That's why it kind of hurts to watch these days. But you gotta go to a soccer game, man. Yeah, definitely. Oh, well, I've been to TFC. It's not the same. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. <laughs> TFC's good. Don't don't, don't tell. Some people, right? <laughs> uh, all right, so we're going number seventy-one. An extremely hard match to rate, but you can't hate on the in-ring action. So we're uh, we're gonna slot it here, number seventy-one. It is the fatal five-way match from NXT Takeover in your house two. It is Adam Cole versus Carry On Cross versus Kyle O'Reilly versus Johnny Gargano versus Pete Dunne, number seventy-one. I am surprised that this is on your list because you were really low on this match. I just I hate the idea behind it, but the action was really good, and I, I I rated it like this on the show. I gave it this number, you know, and then looking at this list, I really I thought this was where it belonged. So, yeah, I like this match. The only thing I didn't like about this match is like the like when you take a look at the at the at the at the main event scene of NXT, you know, one man literally decimated, yeah, and he Thanos them, <laughs> Thanos them real good, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so we're going to another uh, multi-man match in NXT. This was from NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver Night 1. It was the Gauntlet Eliminator, Bronson Reed versus Cameron Grimes versus Dexter Loomis versus Swerve Scott versus LA Knight versus Leon Ruff. This match began the MVP run of Isaiah Swerve Scott. I thought for sure you were going to say of Leon Ruff. <laughs> <laughs> of uh, Dexter Loomis. <laughs> No, not that. But yeah, exactly right. This is where Swerve ascended. And the final two was, were, ironically, the final two was Swerve and Bronson Reed. Would you look at that? 
Long-term storytelling, Long, baby. Long-term storytelling. Not, not at all. Baby. No, I'm sure that was the plan, actually. Maybe it was. Who knows? All right. You give WWE way too much credit. <laughs> I do give H a lot of credit. All right, Boris, and this is the final match in our tier. Match number 69. Noise. Noise. Um, again, hard one to rate. This match yeah, should have... Yeah, it's a hard one to rate. <laughs> this match should have been way higher, but there's a tragic flaw with it. John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. Exploding barbed wire death match. AEW Revolution, March 7th. Number one. Love how you gave... John Moxley, number 69. <laughs> I, I totally didn't mean to. I swear to God. This is how it shook out. <laughs> the titty master. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. Um, yeah. This match was good. It should have been higher on the list. But if you build an entire storyline around a certain stunt, and the stunt goes so poorly that people boo and laugh at you, it hurts the presentation. It does. This is still a great wrestling match, and it's so good that I'm putting it at the very top of this tier. I would have been at least four and a quarter, four and a half, had it not been for the major culminating big scene completely being a fart. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Yeah, and you know what? This, unfortunately, this introduced a lot of American fans to the death match. Um Go watch some FMW. Go watch FMWE when it starts. Um, you know, I'm sure that they're going to do it justice. For, yeah, for more insanity, consult your local library. Yes. Um, all right. So that is the tier. So that is up to match 69. So from this point forward, everything is going to be at least four and a quarter stars or higher. So that is 85%. That is rather than an A minus, that's an A. Important distinction, Boris. Very much so. Very much so. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So now this is where the majority of the matches lie. From number 68 all the way down. We're going a long time here. All the way down to number 19 are in this tier. Wow. It's a very, very prestigious thing to be any higher than this, to be four and a half. That's an all-time classic. That's something we're going to remember. That's in my opinion. So these are, these are great matches. You can talk me into... A couple of these needing to be higher, some needing to be lower, but at the end of the day, I think these are all matches that I would give an A to. All right, let's hear these. All right, so here we go. We're going to start with a couple a couple hot takes coming at you. Number 68, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison, WrestleMania. Honestly, honestly, and I'm not joking, and I know this is going to piss a lot of people off. In my opinion, the way that we... Talk about wrestling. The way that yeah. we rate matches. This is a top 10 match. Oof, that's, that, that's bold. I'm gonna, hey, I'm, <laughs> my name is Boris and I have hot takes. Welcome to BAM Sports Entertainment. I'm going to go at number 68, but this is a four and a quarter star match. It is worth an A. It is top two or three best celebrity wrestling match of all time. You know what I loved about this match? And this is a personal thing. Um, for new listeners, I defended the entire Bad Bunny thing to the death. You did. You were the first one like, hey, you guys need to put some respect on Bad Bunny's name. You have no idea how popular this man is. Not you were, only you were that. Like, uh, immediately on that. But this guy, you like, you, like he, he, here's the thing. There was a lot of Spanish media covering this. Yes. Which was huge. And you have to understand the way that he spoke about the business. He, oh, yeah knows what's up he knows this business is about respect and honor 
and you know paying your dues and you know now we've heard after the fact we've heard how how serious he took this like literally going to the performance center every day at 5 a.m to start his training like it was insane what he did to prep for this match so how can you not respect what he's done in the ring and then you give that performance with a canadian destroyer fun destroyer <laughs> like <laughs> yeah like what more can you ask for from a celebrity no, absolutely incredible. Well, what, what, like you said, what more could we possibly have asked for from big from the big bad bunny? Ten top ten match for me. Top that that's that's just a personal thing. Okay, fair enough, man. Fair enough. I, like I said, you can't you cannot get me to go any lower than four and a quarter stars. Undeniable A of a match, eighty five percent. Here's another one. Undeniably an A. Darby Allen and Stinge versus All Ego, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky from AEW Double or Nothing. Four and a quarter stars. Right. So. Sting, baby. He's back in a New York groove. Sure. Uh, back. back in an AEW. I don't know, man. I'm I don't back. know about this. <laughs> I really like this is this is the this is the most uh, this is the most iffy you've been on a rating so far. I think this was an incredible match. It put Sting back on the map and it was just everything it needed to be. Ethan Page, bigger star after it. Scorpio Sky, bigger star after it. Darby Allen bigger star after it and Sting kind of saved his AEW run with it. Very good important match. Four and a quarter stars. You know what? You just justified it for me. <laughs> Let's move on. All right. Beautiful. This is another one you might ha- take some umbrage with, Boris, because you hate AEW secretly. Number 66. <laughs> Number 66. The best friends of Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy versus Kip Sabian and your boy Miro. Arcade Anarchy match from the March 31st Dynamite. Four and a quarter stars. No. 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 Straight up no. no. Straight up Chris Steinander jumped out of a... That was my favorite part of the match. <laughs> she jumped out of a claw machine. That's fantastic. <laughs> Four and a quarter. I like this. I thought it was a perfectly fine hardcore match to blow off a bad feud. But the, the wrap-up to the feud was great. See, what's bothering me is that these matches are rated higher than Bad Bunny. <laughs> fair. Fair. Okay. But, but, yes... You know what? From a the pillars that we talk about, yes, this match did what it was supposed to do. That was really good. Thought it was really good. All right, here we go. We're going to a three-match NXT pack here, starting with NXT TakeOver, Stand and Deliver Night 2, an unsanctioned match. I might be on an island on this one. Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. Four and a quarter stars. I, I, I accept it, but I know that you know, this match was polarizing. Yeah. People didn't like it as much as as much as we did. I thought they worked hard and it was awesome. You know what? You know what people were expecting? Ciampa Gargano. Yeah, that's the issue. As soon as he put the unsanctioned, especially weeks after Thunder Rosa yeah. and Britt Baker, True. especially you know being at NXT NXT Takeover, Ciampa Johnny Gargano. That's what they were expecting. They were expecting exposed ring. But I don't know what they were expecting, right? Like. I think that too much of, is what they were expecting. I think sorry, too much. That's what they were expecting. Yeah, but that's the issue, right? Yeah. Like you use the bar. The bar was set high. The bar was set way too high. But if you take a look at this match for what it was, it was really well done. Told a fantastic story, and the right person won. Yes, a hundred million percent agree with that. Uh, next up, number sixty-four. Another match that I might be on an island on, but gosh darn it, I loved it, Boris. The winner take all match. From NXT TakeOver In Your House 2, Colossal, Bronson Reed and MSK defending all the gold versus Legado Del Fantasma. 
13 minutes of fire this match. Every match that has involved Legado del Fantasma has been them losing. No, so brutal. I didn't notice that. And then I realized they lose a lot. <laughs> it is. Yeah, they do. They do. Well, they're heels, but that sucks. Um, speaking of guys who lose probably too much, number 63, the Grizzled Young Veterans versus Thatcher. Uh, uh, Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. Tornado tag team match from a couple weeks ago. That's June 15th, 2021, NXT TV. Great match. Beat the shit out of each other, these four guys did. Yep. Yep. I love this match. I love the Grizzled Young Veterans. I think that they're really underappreciated team by the fans. Um, and, you know, Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher, they are what they are. Yeah, great. Great hard-hitting Bulldogs. Uh, this next match was incredibly hard for me to slate in this list. I didn't quite know what to do with it. So I slid it in here. Number 62, four and a quarter stars. The 2021 Men's Royal Rumble. Won by Edge. A Royal hmm. Rumble without fans, but they pulled it off. I thought it was a great match. I thought it was an A for effort, at least. Yeah. 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 I'm thinking about this match. You know, the past few Royal Rumbles have been fantastic. Yeah. Um, I love 2020 just because of the new the new story they were telling with Brock Lesnar doing his thing. I like this one because it just felt different. Um, and say what you want about the winner about how old he is, say what you want. They did the right thing here. I think so. I, yeah, I definitely think so. And they needed to kind of reestablish Edge. They needed to show that he was still a threat. And it was a good way to do it. Uh, so we're going number 61 to a blind spot of mine. I only have a couple uh, All Japan pro wrestling matches on this list. But here's the first. Suwama versus Yuma Aoyagi for the All Japan Triple Crown Championship. That was at the start of the year. This is January 3rd, 2021. Suwama versus Yuma Aoyagi. Yeah, this match was awesome. Um, I There are ways to watch it. You can send us a message. We'll send it to you. Uh, <laughs> Go out of your way to watch this match. Yeah, uh, there's yeah. We'll we'll get into some matches that we missed, and uh, All Japan has a couple selections that we haven't hit on. But we'll be we'll be talking a little more All Japan on the list later. Uh, number sixty, we're gonna go to New Japan, uh, the New Japan Cup Final Four, David Finley versus Will Osprey. That's number sixty on the list. Great yes. match. Osprey and Finley have some chemistry. Yes, you know I know this name is probably banned from. A lot of wrestling shows and whatnot, but they have similar chemistry to Osprey and Marty Skrull. Yeah, I know. Um, and it's also a battle of who's going to break whom's neck first. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Like any Ibushi match. Ugh. Ooh. Um, moving on uh, to an Ibushi match, number fifty-nine uh, from the New Japan forty-ninth anniversary. The classic junior heavyweight champion challenges the world heavyweight champion in this case el desperado challenges kota ibushi for kota's iwgp world heavyweight title that is from the new japan 49th anniversary on march 4th 2021 four and a quarter stars if you had told me even a year ago that kota ibushi would be your champion and el desperado would be your junior champion yeah. i would have laughed in your face right but you know what? Things happen. And the unfortunate thing about this match is it should have been Hiromu versus Kota. And Lord, Boris, that could have been number one on this list. That also would have resulted in an injury. Yeah. It, well, I mean, well, both of those guys right now are currently out yeah. with injury because yeah. they're both insane. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, um, 
the Hiromu uh, Al Desperado match, there's just so much story in that match. Yeah. And that match made me care about El Desperado. I care now. You made me care again. Sorry, it's a little, yep, exactly. uh, a little Rick and Morty for you. <laughs> just go on. <laughs> I was I was paying attention, buddy. I was just adding to your to your point. I was just peppering it with jokes. You don't use Rick and Morty. <laughs> of course you do. I love Rick and Morty. I hate Rick and Morty. Really? Oh, is this the first time you learn of this about me? Oh no, it is. I loathe Rick why? and Morty. Do you why do you also like like hate fun and smiles? Yes. Oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> All right, moving on. It's a horrible Hold on. No, hold it's on. not a horrible it's show. It's a horrible show. It's so good. You can't say it's horrible. It's That's horrible. ridiculous. It's, it's horrible. It's incredible. I'd rather watch Raw. It's really smart. It's very funny. It's, it's saying not it's horrible. smart. It may be you could you could argue it's not that smart. It's it's it insists upon itself a little bit, but it's uh, it's not bad. It's great. I'd rather watch Raw. It's 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 oftentimes it's amazing. It's one of the best things on TV. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, we're, so that was number fifty nine. We're gonna go. We're entering a small uh, five six match AEW pack here, Boris. Starting with number fifty eight. Uh, we're gonna go from AEW Dynamite on March twenty fourth. This is Brandon Cutler and the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid six man tag. Lots of uh, cooling spray to be had. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I like Brandon Cutler as the goofball lackey of the Young Bucks. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> I like this match a lot. I, I, I had to remind myself yeah. what happened in this match. Um, I love me some Laredo Kid. Mm. You know, that's someone who I want to see more I of. I would love to see some more Laredo Kid. He's, he's impressed me every time I've seen him. Yep. And just wait till Triple Mania. The yeah. card is slowly coming out. You should see the card. It looks fantastic. We'll definitely check that out. Amazing main event. Yeah. Andrade versus Omega. The second best Latino wrestler versus <laughs> Kenny Omega. Versus Andrade. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, okay. So that was number 58. Number 57 and 56. It's a Darby Allen two-pack. 57, Darby Allen versus John Silver from the same episode of Dynamite, March 24th. And uh, 56, that was 57, Darby Allen versus John Silver. 56, Darby Allen versus Jungle Boy from uh, April 21st, Dynamite. Those are both for the TNT title. All right. Darby Allen. Awesome. He One- has a case for best wrestler of the year. Yes. Legit. 100%. 100%. Um, yeah. He is, I wish... Not that he's not committed to wrestling because he's one of the most committed people, but in terms of his career length, yeah, you know, I just wish that he could just be around longer. Just kind of slow it down a little bit because he's on that Mick Foley, like, retired at 34 trajectory. Yeah, like what we all thought Jeff Hardy would be. But Jeff Hardy's made of rubber. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that the, the John Silver match... Oh, such a good match. Amazing. So it was so good. John Silver got injured in that match. Yeah. And Darby Allen versus Jungle Boy was like Sting versus Ricky Steamboat for this generation. Sure. <laughs> it was like it was a, like a good episode of Rick and Morty. It was just classic. Just a classic feeling. It felt uh, familiar and new at the same time, you know? Sure. <laughs> All right. Number 55. Speaking of Jungle Boy, Mr. Jack. Yeah, Mr. Jack Perry himself. Versus Kenny Omega for the AEW World Title, AEW Saturday Night Dynamite. This match was one of my favorite matches of the year, of ever. This one was so good. Jungle Boy 
future star, whichever company has him, is so lucky to have him. Like, he is so good. He oozes charisma. Yeah, you just want to watch him. You just want to cheer for him. Like, if you listen to us on NXT Talk, we always talk about how easy it is to be a heel. Um, This man, this boy of the jungle, (laughs) is one of the few pure baby faces from the looks to the hair, to the... The to style, the, to, the, to his wrestling ability, to his his entire in-ring persona. Yeah. It's 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 perfect for getting people to like him. He's It's so easy to make Heelan look easy. He's one of the few guys who makes babyface work look easy. Like, yeah. Like, it, like he's like, born to do it. Even his smile. Oh, his smile gets me vexed. Handsome young lad, Boris. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so that was number 55. I thought people slightly overrated it. I thought uh, maybe even my good pal Boris slightly overrated it just now. It was, uh, it was good. It was, it was great, I would say. But, you know, 55 out of 100 feels like the spot for it in this one. So number 54, we're going Matt Jackson versus Ray Phoenix, AEW Dynamite, March 10th. Yes, 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 yes. Great match. Again, Ray Phoenix. Awesome. Uh, you know, the um, the Young Bucks, whether they're a tag team, whether they're alone, say what you want, they're awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it, we, it was awesome because we saw, and even better than this, uh, Nick Jackson versus Ray Phoenix match a couple years ago at the start of the Dynamite run. So, yeah. uh, a year ago. So, yeah, this was uh, this was a nice little capper to that, a nice little bookend to that match. The, uh, a, the Z to the A? Yes, exactly right. Exactly right, buddy. Number 53, sticking with the Young Bucks. That's Young Bucks versus Ray Phoenix and Pac for the AEW Tag Team Titles Dynamite April 14th. Yes. Love this match. Pac, yes. was, Pac was doing some work. Pac had his bitter face on. Yeah. I, yeah, this match was awesome. Um, you know, you're not going to get a bad match from this from this, from this this uh, quad yes. of wrestlers. This quadrant. This Jan Michael Vincent of Quadrants, just going to throw uh, Rick and Morty references at you. Just shoehorn them in when they don't even make sense, as you can see. Just like the show. <laughs> ah, it's like better than like Family Guy or like Cleveland show or something, you know? The American Dad. Anyway, uh, it's like at least the best cartoon going right now. Sure. <laughs> okay. Uh... I almost want to just cancel this list and just litigate this Rick and Morty thing. But let's just move on to number 52 from ROH TV. By far the best ROH TV match of the year for the ROH TV title. January 15th, 2021. Dragon Lee versus Ray Oris. Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee. One of the most underrated superstars. Incredible wrestler. Just just crazy, crazy, crazy moves. Yeah, he is so good. He's up there with Ray Phoenix. He's up there with, like, you know, the best. Like, like uh, Santos Escobar and whatnot. Like, he is so freaking good. Um, you know, his work in New Japan and his matches with Hiromu. Oh, my God. Some of the craziest. Things. Not the one in the U.S. Yeah. But... Yeah. <laughs> but that one, like, yeah. Some of the craziest uh, moves, spots that you'll see in any wrestling match. So that was number 52, Dragon Lee versus Ray Oris. Uh, the best match you're going to see on the dire Ring of Honor television show all year. Yeah. A show that absolutely needs fans badly. 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 Bad. Badly. Bad. Badly. Bad. 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 <laughs> as bad as Rick and Morty. Oh, how dare they you? They need it Rick and Morty levels. Get out of town. I will not stand for this Rick and Morty slander. Number 51 on our list. 
Uh, we're going to go to NXT Stand to Deliver Night 2 for a triple threat tag. Grizzled Young Veterans versus Legado Del Fantasma versus the must-see kids, MSK. Why do you hate Legado? So much you hate them. They're in the list like five times already. Hate them. <laughs> no, but seriously. Um, it just goes to show you, right, how good they make others look. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This was a really good match. And spoiler alert, you're going to see uh, more of these guys up and down the list. Yeah. Um, these these three teams, um, you know, just so freaking good. Just so freaking good. I was going to I was gonna say something, but it would have been a very hot take. Do it. I'm just going to say it. All right. All right. It is the NXT's version of the Dudleys, Ooh. the Hardys, Ooh. and Edge and Christian. Oof. They need more time. To establish that. That's why I said NXT's yeah, version. Yeah. Developmental's version. They need more time. Tranquilo. Yeah. Tranquilo, everyone. <laughs> Tranquilo. I'm just saying the chemistry that these three teams have is clear. Give them more time. Give them more years. They will get there. But this is the foundation. This is the development league. Yes. Just remember that. Yeah, everyone, tranquilo. Yeah, fair. It's a fair point. I think it's a strong point, but I, I like I like your I, I like your uh, you know your ballsiness. Uh, you're you're coming in like a, like top dollar running through a barricade. <laughs> All right, so we're entering the top fifty, Boris. Here we go. Numero cinquante. We're going Kashida versus Kyle O'Reilly from NXT TV, uh, June twenty third. Very recently, four and a quarter stars. What made me enjoy and appreciate this match even more was the statement that Kushida put out after. Did you see this? No. So Kushida put out a statement basically saying that um, because he was working for ROH a lot, he was their TV champ, right? A yeah. few years ago? Yeah. Um, he was doing a lot of uh, travel back and forth between America and Japan. Right. And it was starting to get to him. He was really suffering from depression, from his body was always hurting. Mm. You know, just travel. Yeah. I can relate to a certain extent. I can't. Imagine traveling when you've gotten your ass kicked yeah, right. by, you know, my Minoru Suzuki. The next day, you're expected to fight like, you know, uh, one of the young bucks or something. Yeah. Like It's just insane. So he was contemplating retirement for a little bit. That was the major takeaway. But one of the things that he said was that he fought Kyle O'Reilly in ROH. And, he, and this was right before uh, Kyle O'Reilly signed with WWE. And they had this honest conversation. Kyle O'Reilly told him, look, this is the last time we're going to fight in the indies unless we fight together in WWE. And Kushida basically said, we will fight together in WWE. Oh, that's awesome. That's right? A, that's such so, a nice story. Yeah. And and that's just the side story. But this match itself was just so good because it was the battle of the submission. And how did the match end? With a cheeky pin. Yeah, absolutely. And it was like a Hail Mary bottom of the ninth kind of thing. I thought it was perfect. I thought it was a brilliant finish. Excuse me. Great match. Great work to you, fellas. This is a tough one to rate coming at you, Boris, at number 49. I struggled with this one a lot, but this felt like the right spot for it. I wanted to put it top 50 because I thought it was that good. But I really, I didn't know if I could put it any higher than this. It was unique on this list. There's nothing else remotely close to it on this list. We're going to GCW Bloodsport 6, April 8th. John Moxley versus Josh Barnett. Did you see this one? I did. I did. 11 minutes of a, of the realest fake MMA fight you're going to see in the last 10 years in wrestling. Josh Barnett's blood sport is so entertaining for what it is. Yeah, it's like it, it's supposed to be a, a, a hybrid of MMA and wrestling with with it's a no rope ring. Yeah. And matches are like 10, five to 10 minutes and they're fights. 
But yeah, clearly someone watched this and said, Raw Underground. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, the first few uh, blood sports were so good. Uh, this is where I watched Matt Riddle versus Minoru Suzuki. Oh, wow. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it was a really good one. Try to find it. Um, but, you know, again, like, John Moxley is just living his best life right now. Oh. I'm so happy for him. And, you know, this match was just so freaking good. Um, and, yeah, it, it's so different. You know, it's so different because it's 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 fake MMA, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, and, and it was just so well executed. And it told a fantastic story. And, you know, Josh Barnett. Deserves so much more credit than he gets. A thousand percent. Absolutely. He's a great booker and he's a great wrestler. Yeah. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Yeah, seek this match out if you haven't seen it. It's a, it's a crazy one. Definitely unlike anything else on this list. They just beat the shit out of each other and bleed like pigs. And it goes 11 minutes. Definitely is a quick watch. I don't know if it's an easy watch, but it's a quick watch. Uh, number 48, a match that is near and dear to my heart. I loved it so very much. Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, WrestleMania 37. It was the greatest hits of these guys. I saw people rate it very low, and I was quite surprised at that. I thought this was this was exactly what I wanted from them. This was It was a junior version of the incredible match they had on WWE TV. What was it? At a payback? At payback. A payback pay-per-view? Yeah. yeah. See, the issue is, is that these guys have fought each other more than anyone has ever been able to count um and even in wwe and you know you add the fact that you had the the paul brother um uh, you know and i think that took a lot away from people liking it they wanted to hate it from the get-go but take you know go back now watch that match every single moment was crisp these guys were having a wrestlemania match man it was two guys who have wrestled since they were teenagers going like we get to do this at wrestlemania like dude yeah. like yeah, go back and watch this match. It was amazing. Exactly. That that's what I'm trying to say. Just watch the match. Don't watch any of the other BS. Just watch the match. I did, and, and like the reason why I rated this high is because I think the Paul brother shit, and I'm, I was Jake, not Logan. I forget. I don't. I refuse to learn which it one is which. Matter. I don't give a shit. But yeah, um, yeah. I I think it worked. I think it was fine. It was it was perfectly fine pro wrestling shit. It was similar to like a Kevin Federline John Cena kind of thing. It was it was all right. Remember when Federline pinned Cena? The Federline stuff was much better, actually. But it was that, that realm, you know? That yeah. universe of thing. Yeah. I do remember that. That was actually kind of good. <laughs> yeah, it was. All right. Uh, number 47, also from WrestleMania 37, the highly underrated show. Daniel Bryan versus Edge versus Roman Reigns for the Universal title. This was the match of the night on WrestleMania, in my opinion. Night one, two. Or both. Or sorry, night no, two or night, both? All of them. Yeah. Really? This is, this is the highest rated WrestleMania match on Dang. the Dang. All right. Well, I love this match. Told a fantastic story. Um, it was, you know, they did a great job of, of, of trying to showcase all three men. And it was an ending that no one thought you would see with Roman Reigns pinning both men. It's an ending that if Roman Reigns is about to wrestle Edge, which it looks like he's doing at Money in the Bank, unless they change that, uh, it makes no sense. Should have just pinned one of them. <laughs> it's like they're doing the reverse, right? Yeah. Like he pinned both, and then he pinned Daniel Bryan to retire him, and then he's going to pin Edge alone. Possibly so to retire like him. This, ooh, <laughs> Could you imagine? That'd be something. And then he shows up with Christian in AEW. <laughs> no, that's not no, going to happen. He signed a long-term deal. Yeah. Um, okay, so match number 46. Boris, you might uh, disagree with this because you rated it higher when we spoke about it on our podcast last night. We're going to NXT UK. Uh, 
June 24th, Ilya Dragunov versus Joe Coffey versus Rampage Brown. Four and a quarter stars. Number 46. Eh, 0.25 off. 0.25 crumpets <laughs> off. I'm fine with that. Ah, fair enough. You know, I just, I, I'm a sucker for Ilya Dragunov. That's fair. He's like, great. He's up there with Santos Escobar on my list of best wrestlers <laughs> right now. So, like, you know, Ilya Dragunov, instant five star, instant four star match. And this was really, really good. They they beat the shit out of each other, and it was it was an interesting dynamic. The two huge hoss bulls and the little baby bull. That's what I mean. It's a little baby bull. It's like, hey, me too, me too. He's like the annoying little brother who ends up beating the big bulls. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I liked it. It was a very rewarding watch. Well, and then the ass-kicking that Walter gave him after. <laughs> it was a pretty brutal ass-kicking. Speaking of brutal ass-kickings from Walter, uh, for the NXT UK title, NXT TV, January 14th, Walter versus A-Kid. Against a kid? Against the Spanish? A, yes. Spain's a kid? Spain's a kid, yes. Yes, this match was awesome. Um, this was like when Walter was defending the title like every other week. Yeah. Because um, this was after the Ilya Dragunov classic. And uh, I really like this match a lot. Um, yeah. What more can I say? No more needs to be said. Walter is a gem. A gem. And I almost hope he never comes to North America because he's so much better uh, in small doses. It's so yes. special. Yeah. All right. Kraken one. Shout out Great Lakes Brewery. For the Heritage Cup and another A-Kid match, this is number 44, A-Kid versus Zen Tyler Bate, the new uh, the new hippie Tyler Bate character, which I'm kind of here for. I kind of like. Anyway, Heritage Cup, A-Kid versus Tyler Bate. This is the match where Tyler Bate wins the Heritage Cup from A-Kid, May 20th, 2021, NXT UK. Yeah, this is a good match. Um, again, I'm, I'm a fan of these different styles of matches, similar to Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, similar to ROH's The Pure Whatever, they call it. Um, <laughs> the Pure Whatever, I believe, yes. The Pure Whatever, yeah. <laughs> the, the PW match. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, this, this one was so good. So very good. All right, here we go. This... Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, if uh, if my own list proves me wrong, but I believe this is the SmackDown match of the year coming at you. From January 15th, way early in the year, Cesaro versus Daniel Bryan, WWE SmackDown, match of the year on that particular television show. I'm thinking this one you think is better than Reigns, Daniel Bryan. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. I thought this match was awesome. It was very, very satisfying, and I think it's almost singularly responsible for Cesaro's true ascent into yes. an actual upper mid-card viable main eventer. Yes. This is right. what this is what bumped him to that level. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, this match was so good. This match, yeah. Cesaro has been so hot in 2021. It's yeah. been so good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a renaissance. He's a renaissance man, and it has been a renaissance for a great Cesaro. Yep. If only he could speak, he would have been the champion 10 times already. All right, uh, number 42, we're going to a stardom match from the stardom 10th anniversary show, uh, March 3rd. Uh, Seiya Katim- uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Seiya Kamitana versus Utami Hayashishita. Now, Utami Hayashishita, she's the LeBron James. She is the Connor McDavid right now of stardom. She is the world stardom champ. She's 24 years old. She is being pushed as the Okada, as the John Cena of stardom. She is the hot, hot ticket. And we're, we're going to be hearing about her a little bit later on this list, buddy. I love the fact that you put Okada and John Cena in the same link. <laughs> well, you line. know what I mean. Like, I know, in terms I, I of. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm a sucker for Julia in stardom. 
yeah, Julia's great. You'll, you'll be hearing from Julia later Good. in this list too, buddy. For me, Julia is the Santos Escobar of <laughs> stardom. Fair, fair. I'm just saying, she is the like the young star du jour. What, now that we're talking about stardom, this is the first stardom match that has appeared on the list. So let's talk yes. about stardom for a second. Sure. Stardom now is in English. You can get English commentary. Go out, find it. It's so freaking good. You will have a new appreciation for women's wrestling. Um, you know, a lot of people have given New Japan crap because they don't have women's wrestling. And here's the thing, boys and girls, ladies and gents, they don't need a women's division because they literally own stardom now. Um, and it's a women's promotion. And it's exactly. fabulous. The, 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 watching the Yoshis and watching what they do, it is special and different and so much fun if you want wholesome wrestling you know watch stardom but wholesome doesn't mean bad wholesome in the way that a pixar movie is wholesome yeah. or that rick and marty is not wholesome but still amazing but i think that's the best way to put it like pixar it makes me cry sometimes right like it's just it's just so much fun if you haven't watched the starter match seek it out Please, yeah. you'll have a new appreciation for women's wrestling, for Japanese wrestling, for Yoshi. It's just so freaking good. Let's continue. 100%. Uh, number 41, we're, we're talking about star-making performances and young stars. Here's a young star in a star-making performance. AEW Dynamite, uh, January 27th, 2021. Dax Harwood versus the Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. This was a match that we rated on our podcast and I underrated and I went back and I am correcting my incorrect opinion. This match was better than I gave it credit for at the time. It was a great match and a, you know, what's interesting about this match is that similar to how we were talking about Cesaro's ascent into, um, into the main event scene. Yes. This is the match in my opinion that in 2021 put jungle boy into that next level. And yeah. you know, what's amazing about that is the fact that he didn't face a Kenny Omega. He didn't face Good a Chris call. Jericho. He faced someone at, or no offense, lower than his level, but the match was so pure and so good that it made him look that much better. It was your old school NWA match. It was, and that's Dax Harwood is like a student of the wrestling game there, like top level, like tape trader like, since he was a young boy. Like he is a top level student of this shit. Yeah, exactly. And you, you it completely shown through in that match. It completely shown through. This was a treat to watch. A great wrestling match. It's possible that I underrated it. Even after cleaning up my rating and bumping it up a lot, it's still possible that I've underrated this match at number 41. All right, so coming up, we have a big pack. I believe we're looking at six no disqualification slash weapons match kind of things in a row. Would someone call this your wolf pack? This is the wolf pack. Don't turn your back on the wolf pack. You might end up in a body bag. Uh, number 40, we're, go we're going WWE Raw, no disqualification match. Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. I think this was the match where they put stairs on each other's heads and uh, just bashed into each other like Homer and Bart Simpson. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> it's a great match, though. Actually, a lot of fun. Yeah, you know what? Sheamus and Drew McIntyre have had classics in 2021. Like, two Excellent matches at the very least. And you know what? Here you go. This is something that this is maybe I'm on an island on this one. This is a little hot take. Number 39, Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus from the week previous WWE Raw March 1st. I thought the previous match was better yep. than the no disqualification match. For me, I'm a big fan of, you know, 
one-on-one matches. That's why I agree with this. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree with what you said. All right. I, I so, agree with the fact that you agree <laughs> with what I've agreed with. I like what we're doing here, buddy. I'm glad we're here. All right. So, yeah, that wasn't a notice qualification match technically, but you feel me. So, that was number 39. No, and that, unless I'm mistaken, please tell me and clean up my own list. But I'm pretty sure that is the WWE Raw match of the year. Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. Interesting. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I would. Uh, ooh. Mm. Yes. That means. Hold on. That means that uh, Matt Riddle and Sheamus isn't on the list. From Raw, may have missed it. Apologies, but no, it's oh, not. Oh man. Yeah. Oh man. Mm, I might be. We're up. gonna have to revisit this. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. We're gonna, gonna have, have to, to clean have that a one up in December. We're gonna have to have a talking. <laughs> There's a couple we're going to get into between between this tier and the next tier. I think we're going to get into some matches we missed. And I guess Matt Riddle versus Sheamus is on that list. Can't watch it all, Boris. Jeez. Anyway. Hey, <laughs> all right. So that was number 39. Coming at you. Number 38. NXT TV match of the year from the boys who do NXT talk. You know. You Let know. me guess. Legado loses. No, actually. But take another guess about who I'm, whose name I'm about to say. Uh, Champa. Leon Ruff <laughs> versus versus Isaiah Swerve Scott falls count anywhere. Tell me that's not easily the best t- match on NXT TV so far this year. May 4th NXT TV show Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Leon Ruff. We'll see NXT again, but from a takeover or two. This is the best match on NXT TV so far to this point this year. Swerve Scott versus Leon Ruff. The triple threat women's match from NXT TV June 29th was better than this match. The fuck out of here! No, it wasn't the, the tag team match. The tag team triple threat match. You're wrong. You're, you're wrong. That's wrong. Get no, out. You're <laughs> such a mark. We're gonna fight. We're gonna fight. You like this match a lot more on that day. I think you're no selling it right now because I rated it highly. But this is a four and a quarter match, and I believe it belongs in this in this pack of really good no disqualification matches. It's not even the best match in the no disqualification pack, boys. All right. In all seriousness, <laughs> is this the match? Um, when basically Leon Ruff like lost and then he lost it on Swerve Scott and we haven't seen him since. I think he did kind of like flip out afterwards. Yeah. yeah. And then he just like goes to Regal, flips out, says, give me what I want. Tried to pull Batista and Regal just said no. Kind of just big leagued him. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Yes. 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 The no disqualification match. I'm telling you, go back and watch it. This match was awesome. Hey, but here's the thing. It involves Swerve Scott, the MVP of NXT. Yeah. Your North American champion. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I like my my Leon Ruff love. Don't let that, like, don't let my probable bias cloud you from he's actually good and this match, please give it a chance. You know who stopped listening right now at this very moment? Paul York. <laughs> Paul, Paul York needs to. Uh, Every uh, time that we mention Leon he Ruff, just drops the I get show. a message. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yorkie. Yorkie. Give him a chance, buddy. All right, number 37 coming at you. This is another uh, weapons-type false count anywhere this time. Uh, tag team match, John Moxley and Lance Archer versus Kenny Omega and Kenta. AEW Dynamite, February 10th. This was a banger of a match. This is the match that I was thinking when Lance Archer completely no-sells no Kenta. No-sells Kenta. Well, Kenta's a badass, but yeah, if you're under six feet, Lance Archer's not going to sell for you, period. And again... I'm not trying to like like say anything bad about him because he can kick my ass, but <laughs> it's just something that we you know we noticed and we like we talk about. It. We're very critical on wrestling when we watch together. 
I think so. I think yeah. We, like, we I think get, we're a little too critical. We get a little smarkier when we when we watch together. Maybe we're bad influences on each other in that way. But tell me we're wrong about that. Go back and watch Lance Archer working a match, in, especially in a tag versus a smaller guy, and a match that would only work well not watching it live, watching it on TV, because. In my opinion, some of the best parts happened when they went to the kitchen. Guaranteed. Yeah, 100% agree with that. Uh, Here's a very underrated match. No disqualification. New Japan, new beginning in Nagoya, January 30th. Will Ospreay versus Satoshi Kojima. This match ruled. So good. You have probably just angered many Perusu fans with that. (laughs) With that take. I'm telling you, I love this match. I thought it was an incredible display. Satoshi really brought it, but it was an incredible display by Will Ospreay. I thought yeah. he tried really hard to blend styles between the American style and the Puro Resu style, and I thought he completely succeeded. I yep. thought it was great. Okay. All right. Uh, number 35. I'm on an island on this one. Agnew might fire me from the podcast entirely. This might be Boris the last might time. Boris might fire you yeah. from the podcast. Stadium Stampede 2, The Inner Circle, Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Sammy Guevara, Santana, and Ortiz versus The Pinnacle, MJF, Wardlow, Sean Spears, Dax Harwood, and Cash Wheeler. Four and a quarter stars. Awesome match. Proper sequel to arguably the match of the year last year. Discuss. Questions, concerns, thoughts. Dude. <laughs> Number 35 We're, overall on. in the year. Were you high when you put this set that up there? Well, I, I I like this placement. I thought it was perfect. I thought it was a really good, entertaining 30-ish minute weapons match. It was an epic. It was exactly what I wanted. It was a little bit of comedy, but not too much. A little bit of hate. A little bit of uh, Conan. Sure. Yeah, Conan. Okay. All right. <laughs> By the way. Best segment of last week's Dynamite. Was Conan's promo with Tully. Yeah. I I like, because I I feel often that Tully is too quick to take the microphone and he doesn't really have anything to say when he takes it. He's just like, oh, this guy's getting good points in. I can't have that. Now I'm going to take the microphone. But I like that Conan was like, no, you shut up. I will speak now and you will speak when I am done. What I love about Tully is that I'm convinced. I'm convinced he doesn't know it's on TV. (laughs) And fake. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's still real to me, damn it, when you're Tully Blanchard. Tully is the best. My favorite, and again, not saying anything bad. Like, it's just funny watching as someone who knows how they do these TV shows when literally everybody in the ring is telling them to look at the hard cam. Yeah, it's so funny. Don't turn your back on the hard cam. He's definitely old school in that way. Like, he doesn't have those new school TV instincts for sure. But that was number 35. Uh, if you disagree, you know, feel free to reach out in a respectful way and uh, I'll block you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but okay, so we're going number 34. This is my current All Japan match of the year with the knowledge that I have yet to see the triple threat gauntlet thing that just happened to decide the triple crown championship. Yep. That sounds like a really interesting, unique concept for a match. I'm going to I'm gonna watch it. I'm going to count all the matches together as one and I'm sure it might appear on this list in December. But... Number 34, the Champion Carnival Final, Jake Lee versus Kento Miyahara. That is from May 3rd. Awesome wrestling match and the All Japan Match of the Year coming in at number 34. Yeah, if there's one All Japan match they're going to watch, please check this out. Um, for for those fans, for those listeners who don't know, the Champions Carnival is essentially their G1. 
Yes. And, um, you know, you just get amazing matches. You get matches that you would never think you would watch. And you have to remember something about Japan. It's very rare that you get one-on-one matches, like single matches. Yeah, oftentimes they'll do a lot of tags to uh, populate cards. And you'll get, like, one or two big one-on-one matches at yeah. the end. And that's why I love the G1. That's why I love Champions Carnival. All Japan, like, you know, they, they went through some tough years, as did New Japan, as did NOAA. But I just love the resurgence of All Japan and NOAA. Um, you know, they're really comparing themselves and fighting with New Japan and, you know, the power that is New Japan. And I'm just loving it. So there, if there is any match that you're going to watch from All Japan in 2021 so far, it is the finals of the Champions Carnival. Hundo percent. Agree. All right, so we're going number 33 now, number Patrick Roy, number Larry Bird, coming at you from Impact Wrestling, the AEW title versus the Impact title. That's Kenny Omega versus Rich Swan from Rebellion, April 25th. This match was awesome. It was really good. I really, really enjoyed this match. And say what you want, I enjoyed Morrow commentating in this match. I like Morrow. I, I don't... I would go as far as to say I don't understand the moral hate because it's pro wrestling, guys. Like, it's okay. It's, it's okay for it to be a little wacky. I, I, I get it. If it's not your cup of tea, I get it. But for me, you know, it is kind of my cup of tea. So I like moral. Yep. Sweet. Let's go. All right. So this is a three pack of injured performers gutting it out. In incredibly tough matches. So much though that the, the number 30 match here, the, the winner of this three pack, the guy might not have even been injured. He might have just been working us. But but we'll get to that. So number 32, Kota Ibushi versus Will Ospreay, where Will Ospreay wins the IWGP World Heavyweight title. That is New Japan Sakura Genesis, April 4th. Kota Ibushi, pretty injured, and he's gotten it out, and Will Ospreay wins the title. How many times in this match, because we watched this match together, Yes. Um, where we like, these two men are going to kill each oh, other. Oh, man. It was, yeah, it was crazy. Like, yeah, there was, uh, was it a German suplex off the apron? Yeah. Off, like the, the, the elevated German yep. spot? Oh, it was It's bad. as if these two have a personal um, competition between each other. <laughs> Who will break whom's neck? Yes. Whom will break <laughs> whom's neck first? Nice. That's, uh, that's that Rick and Morty level intelligence right there, buddy. Uh, number 31, Kazuchika Okada gutting it out. Injured in the New Japan Cup round one versus Shingo Takagi. Incredible ballsy performance from Okada. Uh, that's number 31. Great match. Shingo is such an underrated performer. Shingo is, is on that Darby Allen, Kenny Omega, honestly, Britt Baker, like top five in the world conversation this year. Yeah. Shingo is so freaking good. I'm like, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, this match with Okada was great. And what I loved about it most is that a lot of people, all the talk, even if you listen to all the podcasts, everyone thought this was going to be Okada's tournament. Yeah. And it turns out that he lost in the first round, but he was really bagged up. Still, like, you know, you know, like... Great moment for Shingo, who desperately needed this win. As you can see, he's clearly, he's the champion right now. That's why I love the way that they book New Japan. It's like, you get a win against someone huge like that, And it matters. It comes at a time when you're going upwards. It's an elevator for you. It's an escalator. Uh, All right. Number 30. Here's one that I might be on an island on, but you know what? Uh, Direct all hate mail to my butt at buttmail.butt. Um, I, I don't care what anybody says. This was a brilliant, beautiful piece of professional wrestling, especially if Kevin Owens is completely healthy. But I think he's not. I think he was actually hurt a little bit. 
Go ahead. Actually, bef- I know which match you're going to say. Yeah. Say it, and then I'll say my point. Uh, Hell in a Cell, Jan- or, sorry, June 20th, just just a couple weeks ago, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Unlike any match they've had, it was it was a war. Kevin Owens is coughing. He's selling his shoulder. He's selling his throat. He's banged up. He's beaten up. And this was just this was a beautiful match. This is unlike anything they've ever done in wrestling. This was a a hard fought punchy kicky war but it but the whole time it just gripped me it grossed me uh engrossed my heart and soul kevin owens selling in this match if he was not hurt he is a genius he is a genius just like io shirai is genius of the sky yes kevin owens is genius of selling because jason agnew and i were having a conversation i'm pretty sure he said this on the show he definitely at some point. he i knew has mentioned that he, he his sources have told him that kevin owens is completely healthy yeah and i i don't know if i believe that honestly because fuck <laughs> if you like separated your shoulder would you run to jason agnew and tell him oh yeah for sure like i'm completely fucked my collarbones both my you know you you probably want to shake the injury off well, not to doubt the great jason agnew or whoever told agnew this you know what i mean but i just wonder i just wonder how healthy like everyone's banged up in wrestling you know what yeah. i mean everyone's banged up fuck my shoulder hurts you know what i mean like i'm sure kevin owens is his shoulders hurting somewhat from holding the mic too yeah. hard like yes boris no just uh just in general just in old injury don't worry about it but uh yeah, <laughs> <Whoa. But> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like sex swing injury you don't know you don't know okay. what i'm into i don't i watch know. rick and marty bitch no i'm uh uh, no, there was definitely have been no sex swing injuries, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, the, the whole point of this incredibly uh, insane rant that we're going on is that Kevin Owens is a genius level seller. And if he's hurt, if he's not hurt, regardless, this match was brilliant because it got over the, the him just fighting to stay alive. It, it told you that story so plainly, so beautifully, just a, just an incredible wrestling match. For yeah. two guys who have had nothing but great matches against each other. Kevin Owens has honestly been on such a streak. Like, he's been kind of like the low-key wrestler of the year. Like, look at his matches with Roman Reigns. Yeah. Endings excluded, you know? But, you know, I think... Um, the last, like, the last couple years, he's been awesome. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so here we go. Uh, number 29... This one, this one's uh, off the board a little bit, Boris, but I think we both really enjoyed this match. I think you might back me up on this one. From the Ring of Honor's 19th anniversary show, for the pure title, Dak Draper versus Jonathan Gresham. Jonathan Gresham, a little Taz-type Pokemon, just a short little suplex machine. Dak Draper, kind of like a dashing Cody Rhodes-type Pokemon. Dak Two shirts Draper. Yeah, oh, the two shirts Dak Draper gimmick. Dak Draper, uh, he is a star in my eyes. I want to see more of this kid after this. He's match. up there with Kenny Williams. Yeah, you know, uh, like, a potential breakout performer of 2022. You know. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm gonna back you up wholeheartedly on this one. Um, the ROH 19th anniversary show, so good. Here's the thing: ROH, their TV leaves a lot to be desired, mm-hmm. but their pay per views, epic, epic. And and even this one with no fans, it was a lot of fun to watch. And again, we're going back to what we've said a couple times: these 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 pro wrestling matches that mix up the rules a little bit. They're just a lot of fun. Yeah, when done correctly, they're so great, so great. When Kevin done directly, <laughs> no, never, never not. Uh, all right, so number twenty eight and twenty seven. It's a Kashida two pack. Number twenty eight. Johnny Gargano versus Kushida for the North American title. Takeover Vengeance Day. 27. K- 
Kushida versus Pete Dunne. Takeover, stand and deliver night one. Both of those matches, four and a quarter star. Still in that range. Yeah, the Pete Dunne match is just so good. So good. And I just love how it was the most pro wrestling, like old school 80s pro wrestling setup. I am the toughest man alive. No, I'm the toughest man alive. <laughs> Let's wrestle. And that's all they needed. It was perfect. Yeah, that's all they needed. I loved it with all my heart. Um, all right, so that was number 28 and 27. Here we go. Just outside the top 25, this is number 26. This is my AEW pay-per-view match of the year. They would have better matches on the free TV show, buddy. But on pay-per-view, match of the year, Kenny Omega versus Orange Cassidy versus Pac for the AEW world title. It would be much higher. I hated the ending. Anything to add? Um... I'm trying. I'm thinking of all the pay-per-view matches. That's why I'm, there's a little bit of a delay, right, right. and we're not editing anything. So sorry to the listeners. <laughs> um, was this the best pay-per-view match of the year from All Elite Wrestling? No, knowing that I'm not as high on the Bucks as some are, I think some might even put the the Kingston and uh, Moxley versus Bucks match, which I don't even have on this list. Uh, some people might put like uh, a different box match. Some people honestly might put Stadium Stampede. You might think I'm crazy about that, but I think it was very good, man. Um, no, I didn't hate that match. I'm just not a fan of those long yeah. cinematic like matches. Fair. I I think they work just like just like a pure rules match. They work when they're done properly and correctly. You know what, Matthew? Let's do it. Let's. Seal of approval. Seal of approval from Boris. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Just outside the top 25, too. It's been a strong year for the in-ring wrestling. All right, so here we go. Hold on. Okay. That's a great point that you made. It's been a strong year for oh, yeah. in-ring wrestling when more than half of the year has been without fans. Think about that. Yeah, true, yeah, true man. Like, that just goes to show you how talented these men and women are. 100 million thousand percent agree yeah they're really doing a great job and like even like the agents to having to put together a match like in these circumstances like shout out to everyone to the creative and, you know it's really incredible what wrestling has done to stay afloat yeah even like ring of honor and and nxt uk they have been drastically Impact. hurt yeah drastically yeah. hurt with the lack of fans but they're still doing it man they're still yep. pulling it out exactly speaking of ring of honor the ring of honor match of the year from the 19th anniversary show it was the Lucha match of the year for a very long time, but I actually, I found a better one just Santos recently. Santos Escobar versus... <laughs> hey, never mind Santos. This match from the Ring of Honor 19th anniversary show, Bandito versus Flamita versus Ray Oris, four and a quarter stars. Great yes. Ring of Honor match of the year so far. I love the fact that this match was created at the pay-per-view. Yeah. After they lost their match. Yeah, and, and it was just like an impromptu ECW style almost thing. Yeah, that and this match, like there were moves that we've never seen before in this match. A couple, we did like a top ten of spots in this match, and yeah, yeah it was a little incoherent, but uh, yeah, no, the, the match was incredible. The yep. top ten was incoherent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, great, great stuff here. That's my Ring of Honor match of the year so far. Number twenty-four, AEW Dynamite, May fifth, Blood and Guts. That is Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Sammy Guevara, Santana and Ortiz versus MJF, Sean Spears, Wardlow, Cash Wheeler, and Dax Harwood in a War Games-ish match. Hmm. Number 24. Hmm. 
Great match. Your mileage may vary on the ending, but you know no, what? The I, ending doesn't bother me in the least. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me in the least. Here's the thing. I think three quarters of the match was amazing. That last 25%, it had a lot of, you know, waiting, yeah. waiting, waiting for spots, waiting for the weapon. That's my one issue with this match. Um, but I had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was very well done, very entertaining. And um, yeah, let, let's let's go with it, Matt. Sweet. Let's do it. I'm not changing it now, buddy. So it's there. All right. So number 23 and number 22, Kota Ibushi versus Tetsuya Naito. Now, 23, Ibushi versus Naito from Wrestle Kingdom Night 1, January 4th. Number 22, Ibushi versus Naito from IWGP Castle. No, sorry, from uh, New Japan Castle Attack Night 2. And that was February 28th. Uh, that was for the IWGP Intercontinental and Heavyweight title back when they were split, which was much better than what they're doing now. Anyway, two matches, uh, Abushi and Naito, just outside the top 20. These guys are incredible. They've had better matches, more insane matches, but every time they wrestle, you're going to get something pretty special. I would have flipped them personally. Interesting. I would have flipped them. I like their, I like their um, Wrestle Kingdom match a lot more. Hmm. Not a lot. I shouldn't say a lot. I liked it more. Um, but the fact that they're back-to-back... No issues there, my friend. All right. Interesting, though. But good good to know. Good to know, Boris. Um, there, here's a couple back-to-back Hiromu matches coming at you. 21, Hiromu versus Taiji Ishimori from Wrestle Kingdom Night 2. Amazing match. It's possible I underrated it at four and a quarter. Really near near the top of the four and a quarter list. Could have been better. Number 20, Hiromu versus Sho from New Japan New Beginning uh, in Hiroshima. That is uh, February 10th. That is number 20 on our list. So number 21, Hiromu versus uh, Taiji Ishimori from Wrestle Kingdom. And number 20, Hiromu versus Sho from New Japan, uh, New Beginning in Hiroshima. Hiroshima. Hiromu. Like, honestly. If it wasn't for his injury. Uh, Yeah, Hiromu, like, honestly, like, it's so sad. Because last year, I was thinking, oh, man, this guy's on a wrestler of the year pace. And then he got hurt. And then he came back. And then this year, I was like, oh, man, this guy's on a wrestler of the year pace. And then he got hurt. And it's just exactly. like, oh. it's a, He has the worst luck when it comes to injuries. Um, but, yeah. I Like, honestly, Hiromu is just one of those guys that just I just love to watch regardless. Yeah. Watching him live is something. Like, it's so... His style is just so insane. I watched him versus Jay lethal here in toronto black so good. Like, and that's what i mean like it's his style is just so unique um and, and it, it can just work with anyone yeah and we were starting to see him more against heavyweights finally and it was awesome he was delivering although these matches were against junior heavyweights for the junior heavyweight title um you know boris i misspoke and i would like to clear something up clean it up a little bit when i said that roman reigns versus daniel bryan versus edge was the best wrestlemania match on the list buddy i fucking lied to your face i straight up lied to you you know what i have even higher bianca belair as the as the bar for the four and a quarter matches and everything from this point forward is four and a half stars this is the mendoza line of four and a quarter this is bianca belair versus sasha banks wwe smackdown women's title number 19 on this list incredible star making match two women of color steal wrestlemania fucking beautiful amazing worthy of main eventing a wrestlemania you know who doesn't get enough credit for this match who's that tj wilson interesting point very very true he he was the agent for this match yeah 
and man, he's doing great work as, as a WWE agent. And he's actually open about how he thinks he's doing more meaningful work and he gets more out of being an agent than he did out of a wrestler, which yeah. is interesting. That's it really is. cool. Some people are meant to coach, man. Yeah. Yeah, some people are meant to coach, like, and some some greats are not meant to be agents. Was Wayne Gretzky a good manager or good coach? <laughs> Let's not get into Wayne Gretzky's coaching right now. No, I have like, some hot takes about that, bud. But oh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean, yes. right? Like, yeah, no, he was a terrible. Well, not even a terrible coach, but he wasn't a great coach because he couldn't relate with the common player because he was just thinking on another planet because his his his. His vision was so advanced. Now, that's not to disparage someone like TJ Wilson, who is able to take what he was really, really good at as an in-ring wrestler, but translate it a little more. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's beer almost fell right over all my equipment. That could have been disastrous to the podcast and our friendship, but we're good. We're good. All right, so back to wing, like back to like coaches, like some people, and then some people are like T.J. Wilson, who has such a brilliant mind. He can translate that into helping others. Yes, like that's the point we're trying to make. Like it, some it people just, can, some people can't, and T.J. Wilson is fantastic at it. Apparently, I love this match. I thought it was brilliant, worthy of a WrestleMania main event. Four and a quarter stars, number nineteen on our list. Boris, I watched this match at my parents' place with my mom. Nice, my mom. She used to love wrestling, yeah. right? Um, and in when I'm with her, I typically like you know we'll watch a match here and there, and she'll pay attention ish. This match, she put down her tablet, sat up, and watched the nice. entire match. And when the match ended, she was like, "That was effing good, awesome." I, I love to hear that. And then one thing I appreciate so much about this match is they built the entire thing around the hair whip, and they made it the final spot. And it was a devastating hair whip, and it, like, literally cut Sasha Banks open. Like, it was so perfect. That was the last time that we've seen Sasha. Yeah, I think that was the last time we've seen the hair whip, maybe. They only busted out in really, really important big matches now. Yep. Yeah, that was the last time we've seen Sasha It is the Canadian destroyer of the women's division. You know what? And I don't want to get into a uh, whole different thing. I don't want to get into a tangent, but if you're doing a little internet sleuth and you're hearing that Sasha Banks maybe thinks some things... Uh, about about certain uh, things that are happening in the world right now, and perhaps that is why she's not a, a touring or back with the WWE roster at this moment. And we'll just leave it at that. So any anyway, buddy, from this point forward, every single match that we talk about is four and a half stars. Now that's a pretty important distinction because we define these matches as classics. These are matches that. Easily, I would accept as your personal match of the year. These are matches that you should show wrestling fans in your life. These are matches and non-wrestling fans and non-wrestling fans. Exactly. These are matches that you should go out of your way to see. These are things that we'll be thinking about years and years down the road. These are these are really, really, really good classic wrestling matches. A plus wrestling matches. All right. 90%. I'm I'm super excited. Um, you know, I, I, I there's some matches <laughs> that I hope are up here. All right. But we'll see. All right. Here we go. Number 18, WWE main roster match of the year. WWE pay-per-view match of the year. No holds barred. Fast lane. Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. The culmination of the raw matches that they had. The best match that these two men have had together in their careers. Wow. That's... Yeah. Really? Go back and watch it. Go back and watch it. I'm telling you. I'm not saying no. 
I'm not saying no. Um, it's just interesting. Nah. I like it. All right. I accept it. I and like that, it. That is the WWE main roster match of the year. Now, we're going to see a couple more WWE matches, buddy. We're going to see a couple more. Number 17. Julia versus Tam Nakano. Hair versus hair. Stardom. All-star dream. Cinderella. 10th anniversary. This match was so good. Incredible wrestling match. Incredible wrestling match with stakes, with heartfelt performances, with pathos, Boris. These women wanted this for reasons that were very clear in front of us. And yeah, this is just an incredible wrestling match. Just really, really good work. Yep. Now our listeners know, and now you know, I'm a huge Julia Mark, so I'm so happy that this match is on the list. Ah, glad to hear it, buddy. Yes. Uh, well, st- sticking with some great women's matches, number 16, NXT UK match of the year. Kaylee Ray versus Miko Satomura. Four and a half stars, 90% A-plus wrestling match. So, I love the fact that we rated this match the same. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, you called it out. And I was worried when you when you said this. I was like, oh, is he rating this too high? And then when you said that about the triple threat match, I was like, ah, tranquilo, Boris. You know, a little bit. But this match, you're bang on. This is an all-time classic wrestling match. <laughs> <laughs> no one tells me to tranquilo. I tell you to tranquilo. No, but seriously, um, no, this match, uh, it's just, it's crazy to think that this was on the WWE Network for free. Yeah, on, well, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Quote, unquote, yeah, it was on Peacock, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, great match, man. A great performance from Kaylee Ray, the forever champion is no longer the champion. Uh, all right, here we go. A New Japan three-pack, 15, 14, and 13 coming at you. Number 15. Kazuchika Okada versus Will Ospreay, Wrestle Kingdom Night 1. Amazing match. And, and like, proof that Ospreay belongs in the heavyweight division and can wrestle anyone in any style. I have read so many hot takes about Will Ospreay in terms of where he deserves to be, Mm. what his position should be in a company. This match should make everyone be quiet. I, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Or this match, number 14, from the New Japan Cup Sweet 16, Osprey versus one of my favorites, buddy, Zack Sabre Jr. A scientific war. Again, proving that Osprey can do any style and do it just about as well as anybody on Earth. Yeah. So, I am not the biggest Zack Sabre Jr. fan. Interesting. I yeah. love Zack Sabre Jr. He just doesn't look like a believable wrestler. He's up there with Leon Ruff. You know what? That doesn't matter to me at all. No. Clearly, he, it doesn't because I but, love both of those guys. But here's the thing. But here's the thing. A match like that, a match like this that he had with Will Ospreay made me shut the F up. Hmm. And I will forever shut the <laughs> F up about Zack Sabre Jr. Love it. Who should have won the 205 <laughs> belt. Neither here nor there. I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad he didn't, though, because could you imagine if he just, you know, wasted his he last would have five been years? Future and, yeah, exactly, exactly. And final, the final match in this New Japan pack, uh, Number 13, the great Hiroshi Tanahashi finally making an appearance on this list versus Shingo for the Never title, New Japan, New Beginning in Nagoya. That is January 30th, early in the year, but an incredible match. Incredible match. Shingo versus Tanahashi for the Never title. I was getting a little nervous that there were no Tanahashi matches, um, but this match was, you know, you know. Brilliant, brilliant wrestling match. It went like 40 minutes and it felt half that length. You know, and I know that New Japan matches get a lot of uh, a lot of heat, a lot of a lot of flack. 
you know, because every main event is 45 minutes and you can skip 40 minutes of the match. No. Not no, in this case. Not this one. Yeah. And sometimes that's correct. Sometimes that's correct. These these uh, things get said for a reason because sometimes they're true. That one d- does not apply. Match number 12. CMLL match of the year. Lucha match of the year. Bandito versus Volador Jr. Two out of three falls. NWA welterweight title from the CMLL Copa Junior. Uh, March 26th. 2021 typical lucha match typical big lucha main event in that in that the first two falls happen really really quick bang 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 and then you're like is this match gonna go like 10 minutes but if you've actually seen a lucha match you know that they do that so every time they get into a near fall in the preceding 35 minutes that we're gonna see it really tries to sell the fact that this match can end at any time so yeah. they they fly through they flew through the first two falls and they gave you a lucha classic in the third yeah um, and it's funny that you say that because, like, for me, I feel like they should just change the rules. You know why they do two out of three falls a lot, right? Well, it's like tradition, but that's what it is. Yeah. They need to just drop that because I feel like, it, especially if you're trying to, I know you're not trying to attract a North American fan, mm-hmm. right? But I feel like anyone from North America, from Europe, who would watch CMLL go out of their way to watch CMLL, they know the tropes, yeah, right? And just like you said, it's the first two falls are gonna like bang bang. And then you're going to have a classic. I feel like that takes away from the matches a lot, oftentimes. It can. This one, I felt like it helped because it really did. Because it's been a while since we've seen a big Lucha main event in front of, like, a big crowd. And yeah. And it really mattered. So, like, it was it was kind of like everyone was living and dying with every near fall. Yeah. And when you can actually use the first two quick falls to kind of sell the fact that this match could end at any time, when it actually does come together like that, it's 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 kind of brilliant. It, it, it's it's yeah. really good. And in this particular display work, the, the execution in the third fall, the moves that these guys were doing and how great they looked insanity man just two of the most athletic wrestlers who have ever lived here ever and bandito especially is just on another planet on that same planet with ray phoenix and santos (laughs) anyway great great wrestling match your cml match of the year your lucha match of the year uh number 11 AEW dynamite new year smash kenny omega versus ray phoenix this was an incredible match. It went like 12 or 13 minutes. I don't think it was that long, but like literally every second was 10 out of 10 on the crisp execution level. This was the excellence of execution, Bret Hart, but on three times speed. And this match, you know, goes to show you that not every match needs to be 20 minutes, yes. 25 minutes, yes. 30 minutes. You can put on a great match on TV without a commercial ruining it. That million percent. And they did. Yeah, Absolutely. All right, so number 10, this is a match that was just slightly, just slightly boosted by the incredible uh, groundbreaking for NXT angle that happened after it. So this is Finn Balor versus Pete Dunne for the NXT men's title at TakeOver Vengeance Day, uh, February 14th. Great, great wrestling match, scientific war that ended with the breakup of the Undisputed Era. Yep. A landmark moment. And I feel like it was definitely part of the story of this match. You have to count it. Yeah. In, my, in our opinion. The way like we, we said. Write, the way we, 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 we We take the entire package. The Lex Luger. Um, the total you know, package. Yeah. It, when we consider the match ratings. And, and, and it's so important to remember that what's weird about the match is that it didn't involve the competitors of the match. Right? Mm-hmm. So I can see why people are probably yelling at their podcast app. Unsubscribing. Um <laughs> 
Well, we're not we're like literally we're not doing this to have hot takes and like we didn't like set out to like I think we just both see wrestling this way and it yeah. just works out. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's just literally both how we feel. So it's going to be the way we do it on this podcast. So, you know, get with it, guys. But it's okay to have a different perspective, a different opinion, you know? Yeah. That's fine. But yeah, so number 10, Finn Balor versus Pete Dunne. Awesome classic match made even better by an awesome classic angle at the end. Number nine, this one was just, just sometimes a match is good because of the angle and the commentary and the whatever. But sometimes a match is good because two guys just go in there and beat the piss out of each other and it's amazing. This was that. This was Jeff Cobb versus Shingo Tagagi. Never open weight title Wrestle Kingdom uh, Night 2. Jeff Cobb. Man. Matanza Cueto. <laughs> yes. So good. I love that man. And and what makes him cooler is how cool of a person he is. Like he's he seems so cool. like just a chill. He's a big Hawaiian dude, isn't he? Yeah. Just seems like a chill boy from the island. Seems like I'd love to have a beer with Jeff Cobb. Oh yeah. Um. But this match. Oh my god. Just, it's like it's it like just kept got, getting better and better. Just a, just like a war. It just oh. It's like they get their jollies up on kicking each other's ass. <laughs> and it's so good because Jeff Cobb is what three twenty legit, just mm-hmm. humongous man. And Shingo is a former junior heavyweight. Is if he's two oh five, he's like barely. He's two oh five with bricks in his pockets. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he's out there hanging tough with this with this fucking mastodon. It was an, it's an incredible yeah. wrestling. What match. I love about Jeff Cobb is it's kind of similar to the offense that. Why I like Bronson Reed? Oh, because he's he's like a junior Jeff, he's yeah, a little junior Jeff Cobb. But like, think about it. It's like he knows how to use his size to do this innovative offense. Jeff Cobb has a little Keith Lee in him. He'll throw us. He'll throw a moonsault. He'll throw a shooting star. But he does act like a big man. Keith yeah. Lee almost is 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 like a he's almost like a heavy luchador. That's, Jeff Jeff Cobb is like a big uh, a big wrestler who does a moonsault. Yeah, exactly. And that's you know, and I'm using air quotes. Because I know I'm going to get a lot of heat for saying this, but that's the problem with Keith Lee. He doesn't act yeah. and, like in, not, WWE, not in, in, opinion, WWE, in WWE's in system. Yeah. You know, he doesn't act, wrestle the way that he should. So there, I, I like, like it is what it is. But yes, Jeff Cobb, fucking love that guy. That's I mean, my first f bomb. We're still, <laughs> we're still, we're yeah, still doing I, good. I, I broke PG thirteen. I'm into our territory for sure. All right, so that was Wrestle Kingdom Night Two. Coming at you from Wrestle Kingdom Night 2, Jay White versus Kota Ibushi. Now, the thing about Jay White is not only is he a great wrestler, he's one of the best in-ring characters. Uh, Definitely like right now, but one of the best I've ever seen. He'll get his personality over in the ring during a match to the point where you know exactly who Jay White is and and like you just kind of wanted to see him get his ass kicked so bad. He's such a smarmy, such a mouthy heel, such a mouthy heel. Yeah. He is he does some of the best character work in wrestling. Yes. And what I like about that is the fact that he can back it up with his talent, with his in-ring, which is something that it's really hard to find in this business, right? It's like you either have A or B. There's only a few people who have both. Jay White is one of them. Yeah. Jay White is so talented. It's unreal. Like, New Japan, give him what he wants. I, I would almost love to see him come to North America just to see more promo work, just to see him wrestle some of our favorites. But he's doing a great job in New Japan, and he could stay there and, and yeah. be, be the big heel gaijin that yeah. take that like rules that company. Exactly. You know, and, and, and here's the thing. Um, 
when Kenny left, a lot of people are thinking, who, 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 who? And Jay White is not quite the wrestler that Omega is, but that's just because Omega is like a generational talent. Jay White is 10 times the character that Omega is. 10 times. Yep. So you give me a Jay White promo any day of the of the week. Over Omega, yeah. very questionable. Yeah. And it's just his style. You know what? It, it's Omega's delivery. He, he he like he he acts like an anime villain. Yeah. It's it's I, I don't even yeah as, as someone who doesn't watch anime, it's just strange and off putting. That's what I mean. Me. Yeah, it, it's it's it's, just, it's it's too goofy. It's too it's too unbelievable. No human being acts like that, and it takes me out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If he was remotely close to a Rock or a Stone Cold Steve Austin or even a Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart charisma-wise. I would take LA Knight. If he was remotely close to any of these guys, wrestling would be in a, in a way better yeah. place. Let's not take shots at Kenny Omega right now. Uh, yeah, so that was number – That all of that is to praise and to you know, point out how great Jay White is. Yeah, that's, he's better at that's what it was. Yeah. That's what 100% what it was. Look – Kenny Omega, he's still one of my favorite wrestlers, period. Yes. It's just, there's stuff. Yes, there's some stuff. Uh, number eight, Jay White versus Kota Ibushi. A classic tale of good versus evil in uh, the main event of New Japan Wrestle Kingdom Night 2. Yes. Number seven, the hidden gem of the year. The Impact Wrestling Match of the Year. A stone-cold classic blew my socks off when I watched it for the first time this morning. I did not expect it to rank this high, but I I couldn't take my eyes off it. Josh Alexander versus TJ Perkins in a 60-minute iron match for the X Division title. Think of this. TJ Perkins. I don't like TJ Perkins. I, I hate him as a person. Yeah, and yeah, and like I, I, I don't like him that much as a wrestler. <laughs> yeah. This match was incredible. The 60 minutes flew by. It was a really clever gimmick where the TV show started when this match had eight minutes to go and you could watch the entire match on the pre-show of the TV show. And then when the actual TV show started, it was at the 52 minute mark of this match. So when you're watching the TV show, whatever, but when you go back and watch the total package of this match on YouTube, which is the first way that I consumed it just today, it blew my socks off. Think of what you just said. This was the kickoff match of impact weekly TV. Yeah. And you know what? I, 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 you can go either way with that. Maybe you could say they should have main evented, but I thought it was really clever. And it's a good way to make people care about an Iron Man match. Show them the last second of it, the last eight minutes of it. And hey, if you really liked it, check out our YouTube and go see the real exactly. thing. Yeah, and you know what? Happy Canada Day, Josh Alexander. Yeah, baby. Good Canadian boy. You know, like... Yeah, yeah I, I, I dislike TJP. You won't hear me saying that about Josh Alexander. Canadian indie staple. I've seen that man in person at least five, ten times. Great, great wrestler. Good Canadian boy. Awesome, awesome performance. Like I said, like this match blew my like, socks off. Honestly, like this match single-handedly, and I can tell you as a fact, made Impact fans. Yeah, it, it has to have. And it's going to exist for a long time on YouTube, so hopefully it'll make some more. But yeah, yep. I tell you, if you haven't seen it and you have an hour to kill, it doesn't feel like an hour. It's a, a awesome. It's a little slower because it's an Iron Man match. They work submissions, but I'm telling you, they're working really hard and intelligently the entire time. Great wrestling match. Brilliant piece of pro wrestling here. Yep, I agree 100%. Like, I want to, like, we could talk about this match for an hour yeah, and, like, dissect. 
like just how well it was laid out, how well these guys worked, and the chemistry that these two have. And I've seen these guys wrestle together on like some of those Impact Plus specials, and you you know that they have a lot of chemistry. But this match just took it from like a from what was a seven point five eight to a ten. Yes, nine. Two or nine out of ten. Two or nine. <laughs> Just to be clear. But yes, absolutely. Uh, the match was awesome. Four and a half stars. Number seven so far this year. Josh Alexander versus TJ Perkins. 60-minute Ironman match. That was the, the come-out-of-nowhere match for me on this list. This is the one that shocked me the most, for sure. It's the one that shock-mastered you the most? Shock-mastered. My head was rolling on the ground, it was. All right. Number six. AEW Dynamite match of the year. AEW match of the year, gimmick match of the year. Dr. Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa, lights out, unsanctioned match, St. Patrick's Day Slam, March 17th, 2021. Boris, did I underrate it? Did I overrate it? Nope. Nope. Number six? This is right where it belongs. Where it belongs. Incredible star making performance for both women. I wish we would see more from Thunder Rosa, but it it really put Britt Baker on the map as a main eventer in pro wrestling. You know what? You know who I feel sorry for? Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Like, people remember Britt Baker in this match. I feel like a part of the reason, too, is that whole, like, like super racist thing that happened with Hikaru Shida. I feel like she's getting some blowback because she, like, laughed. But I don't... I didn't, I didn't watch it. I would say just because you laugh when someone's doing something insane doesn't mean you support the thing that's happening. Sometimes it could be nervous laughter. Sometimes it could be like, like laughing at the person, not with them. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't cancel Thunder Rosa's entire career because she happened to like chuckle at the insanity that was happening because some guy got fired for racist comments is what I'm saying. I feel I worry that that's why we haven't seen a lot of Thunder Rosa since I I really worry, but, but let's like even that excluded a week later, NWA pay-per-view, she loses. Yeah, that's cleanly. what I mean. Yeah. Like, she has just, like, Thunder Rosa. Underappreciated by bookers. Like, bookers need to know, the fans want to be behind this woman. They want to cheer for her. She's great. Let her win so we can treat her like a star because we want to. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, Thunder Rosa, I love you. You're going to kick ass. Don't worry. No, be, as if she's listening. Yeah, as if she's listening. She's definitely not. Um, all right, so we're entering the top five, Boris. Here we go. Number five, the 2v2 tag team match of the year from NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day. MSK, the must-see kids versus the grizzled young veterans, James Drake and Zach Gibson. What a wrestling match. What a wrestling match this yep. was. Yep, this match was so good. And again... Uh, this pay-per-view was a pay-per-view that we were very iffy on. Yes, but it delivered. It it stood and delivered. No, but you know what, man? This match, honest to God, this was my match of the year in February, obviously. But like this, this blew me away. This this MSK are the most exciting in terms of offense, in terms of high flying action. They're the most exciting tag team that NXT has ever had, ever. I'm not saying they're the best. Yeah. Obviously, like, Revival were better. Obviously, DIY were better. They're the most exciting tag team that NXT has ever had. Ever, ever, ever. Some would say they're must-see. I wouldn't say that. That's ridiculous. Please, please get out of your house. It's funny because <laughs> must-see kids. Whoa! That's crazy. I see what you're doing there, Boris, and I'm for it. No, but yeah, this match was incredible. Go watch it if you haven't. I promise you it's much better than you remember. MSK versus the Grizzled Young Veterans. It was my match of the year for a second there. For a second there. 
But at the end, it's not even the best NXT match of the year because Boris, number four, NXT match of the year, NXT takeover match of the year, and WWE match of the year. Stand and deliver. Night one, Tommaso Ciampa versus Walter. A brilliant, brutal, beautiful wrestling match. Yep, 100%. I remember being on the, literally, the edge of my couch watching this, reacting to every slap, every kick, every punch, every move. This match was so freaking good. I loved it. This match. And it, I'm shocked it's not rated higher. So I'm so interested to see yeah. where we go from here. Uh, yeah, I definitely, I, I love this match too. I love the ending where uh, Tommaso Ciampa, he, his energy bar was empty. He just got, he just was depleted. He just couldn't take any more. And then Walter pinned him after a clothesline. Yeah, it was Beautiful. like if he was, if this was WWE 20, 2K20, <laughs> exactly. like that, his, his thing was so small. <laughs> only a pinpoint accuracy would get him up from the pin. Exactly right. Um, here we go. Number three and number two, Shingo Tagagi versus Will Ospreay. Number three, Takage Ospreay, New Japan Cup final for March 21. Number two, Takagi Ospreay from Wrestling Dontaku, night two. Wow. Okay. So number two is the men's match of the year and number two is the New Japan match of the year. So, um, this match was incredible. Both of these matches are incredible. These guys have awesome chemistry. There's a problem with Will Ospreay in that he, people used to say this about Christopher Daniels in the in the early 2000s that he makes it look too easy. He makes it look effortless. It's almost as though he's not in a fight. It's almost as though it, there's no stakes to what he's doing because he's so clean. It's like a it's like a ballet dance, you know. I know exactly what you mean, and I know where people are coming from. But it that is one of the most ridiculous. Ridiculous takes. That's up there with thinking that Santos Escobar is better than Andrade. Like, let's be honest here. Just like, ridiculous. it's it's ridiculous. Like, the fact that he makes it seem so easy goes to show you how talented he is. See, and that's what I think. And and I can understand that argument sometimes. But this this is this is where Osprey was at his best. This is a melding of styles. This is like they were mixing the American style with weapons and stuff, with with their backgrounds in junior heavyweight wrestling. And they were also working in some hard hitting Puro Resu, some some strong style. And they were also trying to work that British, that scientific style. This was a melding of all the styles they could do. These were brilliant wrestling matches. And while I wouldn't call them perfect, I would say undeniable classic wrestling matches. And unless there was something truly special this year, these would have been the best matches of the year. Yep. So far. All right, man. Wow. Here we go. Here we are. The number one match coming up. I'm interested. I think I know what it is. But go ahead, Matthew. What is your 2021 top 100 matches of the year so far so we've only said these words twice on the podcast so far uh with our royal rumble show so we're not even talking about 2021 or recently we're going way back we said it about rick flair's 1992 royal rumble the royal rumble match 1992 and we said it about cactus jack versus triple h the royal rumble 2000 boris this is a five star match it is perfect it is a hundred percent it is a plus 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 it is the one-on-one match of the year it is the women's match of the year it is the stardom match of the year siuri versus yutami haya shishita stardom tokyo stardom tokyo dream cinderella 
Uh, five-star match. Absolutely fucking incredible in every conceivable way. Yep. Yep. So, the storytelling in this match, brilliant. So, Sayuri is coming in, dedicating this match to her mother, who just recently passed away. She will not die. She will not refuse... Uh, she she will not go down to this to this champion this this Utami Utami as we've said she's LeBron James she's Connor McDavid she's not going to lose to anybody she's the goat right now she's she's that Okada she's like she could be the next one so what's going to happen when the immovable object meets the irresistible force well what we're going to get is an absolute just a, a, a war just an absolute insane wrestling match. Yep. So it's funny because we, like we heard how amazing this match was from the interwebs. We talked about it. We both wanted to watch it. And even yesterday on the podcast that I did in the morning, the midweek market with Mark Andrade, we talked about this match. If you remember, and it's like, yeah, I gotta watch this match. So last night after we recorded, um, you know, I, I I I brought it up. I watched it halfway through the match. I was in my bed. Had to come to the TV nice. to finish watching That's that match because yeah. it was. So good. Matthew, tell our listeners where they can find this match again. What date was it? What event was it? Yeah, so this was Stardom Tokyo Dream, the Cinderella show. Uh, This was from June 12th. 2021 it's on stardom world you can find it there i definitely recommend grabbing a stardom world subscription if yep. you're if you're into stardom it's super super worth it uh but yeah these women a incredible wrestling match it went to a 30 minute draw and it felt like even that would have been worthy of a high placement on this list but then they both got on the microphone they both demanded the match be restarted and the promoter restarted the match and from that point forward this is just incredible incredible storytelling incredible performance and again we got exactly i don't even want to spoil the ending if you don't know the ending please don't learn the ending before you watch this match but it was incredibly satisfying it really paid off the story that they're telling on both ends and i will say it doesn't spoil the ending at all siri bawling her eyes out on the way back to the to the dressing room literally like heaving sobbing it was one of the most emotional things i've ever seen in wrestling man i'm not lying i teared up straight up at the end of this match she's hugging the rope and she's ugly crying like she is sobbing and heaving and feeling the legitimate loss of her mother like she's this is this is like pro wrestling on another level this is when it transcends just silly people in their underwear fighting and it becomes like theater it becomes art it becomes something special this match is all-time great stuff and it might be the greatest women's wrestling match in the history of professional wrestling. I don't say that lightly. I've only I've only given two five stars to women's matches ever. It's this and Bailey Sasha from uh, Brooklyn. Those are the two best women's matches in the history of the business. It's not even really that close. There's nothing close to those two matches. I 100% agree with you. Like this match is just so incredible, and like just like like the the scene that you were describing, it gets to you not as a wrestling fan as a human, as a human because it's like, like it's it this match is insane and the in-ring work the psychology the storytelling the layout everything is just so well done they're kicking each other's ass you can tell that there's beef between these two you know that this is an excellent match like i cannot praise this match 
anymore. And we talk about our three pillars, Boris. We get the comedy, or sorry, the commentary finally in English. If you're if you're a wrestling fan who doesn't speak Japanese, you can finally get every detail of these stories brought to you by a really great commentary team who yep. did an excellent job and camera work on point. And of course, of course, the actual in-ring work super on point. Adding to that, they told an incredible story with their in-ring work. Adding to that, they actually cut translated promos that the announcers were translating for us in real time so we can understand. Just a brilliant, uh, brilliant production here. And tell me you didn't want to watch more Stardom after this. Just a, this is this put Stardom on the map in a lot of ways. This, this? Match, because this was the first English pay-per-view. It was the main event of the first English pay-per-view. And it delivered to the utmost degree, to the nth degree it delivered. It hit a 500-foot grand slam home run. Yeah. This is Tony Bautista's bat flip. Like the perver- Jose. So what did I? Oh, Tony. Yeah, he said Jose. Tony, Tony with the lean in batting yeah. stance. Jose. Jose Bautista. <laughs> Tony Bautista. Huh? No, Tony Bautista. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Anyway, Jose Bautista's bat flip. Like yeah. this is perfection in wrestling. And, you know, I, I'm sure people are going to say, oh, they're crazy. No, 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 no. Watch this match. One more time, Matt. What's our number one match it of 2021 so, so far. far? Sayuri versus Utami Haya Shishita. It is uh, for the Stardom World uh, the world of Stardom title is what it is. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it is an incredible wrestling match. Must see. Not only for the in-ring action, but the storytelling. Every aspect of this was brilliant. Putting Stardom on the map. Yep. 100%. And there you have it. That is the 2021 top 100 matches of the year so far from Boris and Matt yes. Sports Entertainment. We got it done before 8 o'clock. I can watch this entire Habs game. Go Habs, go! I love it. All right, Matt. So, you know, sometimes it's hard for listeners on a, of a podcast to get, you know, the gist of what we're saying. and Because we've said, you should watch this. You should watch that. You should watch there. We also have this in writing. Yeah. Absolutely. So you can check out, I have a personal website called sportsfap.com. You can check that out. I have various uh, different things on there from time to time. We're going to host it there. And of course, we're going to also also host it at uh, Boris and Matt Sports Entertainment. That's BAM, sportsentertainment.com. That's exactly it. Um, so thank you, everyone. You know, the, these shows are a little hard to do, especially when we go through the list. I hope you've listened and I hope you can go out and find us. Hit the subscribe doesn't matter where you're coming from whether it's the it's canon podcast feed whether it's a sunday night's main saturday sunday night's main Sat- event sunday sunday night's main event what, feed tuesday night wednesday no it's sunday sorry i'm just fucking with you please continue or whether <laughs> it's where you're fired or whether it's the boris and matt sports entertainment feed I- Thank you all so much for listening to this. Please give us feedback. Any matches we missed, because of course there's going to be a couple. There's like, I, I haven't seen New Japan Dominion yet. I'm sure there's two or three. Uh, tonight's uh, Dynamite is going to have two or three that could be four stars or more. You know what I mean? So we're going to keep this list going. I'm probably going to cap it at like 120. Let's say the best, the top 121 of 2021. You know what I mean? And we'll start making cuts. But we'll we'll bring, we'll bring you either in print or... Uh, you know, via podcast or YouTube or something. We'll bring you an updated version at the end of the year. And uh, thank you so much for listening, guys. And if, if there's any other ideas for lists or crazy things you want us to try, let, let us know. That's exactly it. So remember to go visit BAM, 
sportsentertainment.com. That's where you'll be able to find our RSS feed. We will be on Spotify, Apple, Google, all those apps very soon. We're still in the process of setting those up, but go to BAM Sports entertainment.com you can also find us on all the social medias you'll have all the links the best way to find us is on bam sports entertainment.com he's matthew i'm boris this is bam sports entertainment good night yeah yeah yeah